podcastjuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women, welcome to Podcast Juice. This is the Michael Dean Show. My name is Michael Dean. Oh, we're going to have some fun today. But joining me today, before we get into what we're talking about, which you already know if you see the title, but joining me today is Mr. Q Storm. Sir, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. It was a rough week, but uh, I'm still here. All right. Mr. Red Shirts himself. Right. Check out uh, the Red Shirts Star Trek podcast. What do you got coming up next for the podcast? Juice family. What's the next episode about? If you can tell us. Oh, tomorrow we're going to be recording uh, about Star Trek Nemesis, the last of the uh, next generation movies, which was widely reviled. I made the case that the movie was not as bad as everyone made it out to be. And we're going to have uh, Mr. Daryl B. himself from Alpha Nerd Radio make a guest appearance. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Daryl B. Yeah, I haven't listened to Alpha Nerd in a minute. I, got, I miss listening to the hangover back in I, I, I first learned about him when you put him on your show back in 2007. All right. Damn. All right. All right. Also joining us today is Mr. Sean Hill. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, just uh, wondering if it's going to rain or, or be uh, sunny here in California, but you can never tell. But other than that, I'm doing great. Next up, Mr. Social Media himself, Mr. Amp Pooser. How are you? Uh, thank you. You know, uh, <clears throat> Biv DeVoe coined the phrase, never trust a big button to smile. Well, Jordan Peele is probably going to coin the phrase, never trust a pancake booty and a pearl. <laughs> Hysterical. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. As you can uh, surmise, again, I question if I'm using that word right, but hopefully I am. I know you guys will correct me. Uh, we are going to be talking about the movie Get Out. Now, I'm contemplating, contemplating, isn't that how the word goes? No, I'm just joking. Contemplating uh, splitting this into two parts. But what I will do is make sure that we separate it. Uh, with maybe a musical number or something. Uh, I'm probably thinking of a, a, a song that would have been very hilarious if it had been in that movie, and that would have been the song. Wow. We're in love. Jungle Fever. So you might hear. So here's what we'll do, actually. We're going to do a non-spoiler review of Get Out. So we'll talk about what we liked in the movie and all that. And then we'll have a special musical number selection by Mr. Stevie Wonder, Jungle Fever. So when you hear Jungle Fever play, when that music (laughs) goes off, we are going heavy spoilers. So you have been warned. Now, I'm going to say this, too. As having seen the movie, do not listen to our spoiler review until you see the movie, because I feel like it'll ruin it for you personally. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So don't 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 be that guy. Don't don't do that and think. What were you saying, Aunt? Who wouldn't want Mike made out because I already know what I'm going to do. Don't be that guy. Well, for, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I, I put a little extra on it. But uh, yeah, definitely, you don't want to be spoiled. With that said, let's just get right into this movie, man. <clears throat> I gotta go talk about the trailer for a second. That trailer. Now having seen the movie. That that was a brilliant trailer to me. I, I watched it again this morning, and I was like, you don't know what to expect when you see that trailer because it gives off so many different 
vibes. And I also think there's an expectation of what you think is going to happen based on who the director is, too. Right, right. Kind of make you walk in thinking, oh, okay, and how's this going to go? So this is one of those rare movies, for me at least, where I was like, I knew what it was going to be about, at least I thought it was going to be about, but sitting watching it, it was just all new territory. I was like, okay, let's see what happens here. You know, I I don't know what's going to finally happen. This isn't some remake of something. This is not a comic book movie. It's not based on something. It was just like a new thing. I was like, okay, yeah, this is, I'm on the edge of my seat. And I'm going to flat out say, just to get it out of the way, I love this movie. I thought it was a great movie. Uh, I actually thought it was a very layered and deep movie that I actually have to go back. I need to go watch it again because I can tell there were things sort of foreshadowed in the beginning that you catch through it and there's other little things. There's actually there's little things that are even just in the background of the shots that are hilarious and interesting. Like some of the imagery and the colors that he's using actually play into the themes of what's going on. Um, I was going to mention something that had been a spoiler, so I don't want to do it. There's a part that would just say that one of the characters is eating Fruit Loops, you know, with the milk. But sipping the milk out of a cup with a black straw, it's like, as I'm looking back, and it plays into this whole black and white, and there's a black and white theme sort of throughout this movie. But anyway, I will say, this movie was brilliant to me. Uh, it was a cautionary tale. It was a thriller. Uh, I see people say that this movie is some of a comedy. I'm not going to actually call it a comedy. I would say it's more a horror movie. But the shit is funny because, one, it's some real shit. And you're just like, that's probably what I would do. Uh, so there's funny aspects to it, but I personally don't call it a comedy at all. Like, it's just like, I think it's just funny to people because it may play into stereotypes or, I don't know. But I know that there's one character that is very much laughable. And I was laughing, but at the same point, I really thought about it. He wasn't really joking. I mean, he wasn't joking. I mean, yeah. he, was, he, was some, he was on some real shit. <laughs> but it was just, it was funny to me because to me, I play, again, for me, this movie will play different to whatever lens you d- decide to use to look at it. But I was like, that's kind of how they treat cats. There's a, lot, there's a lot of, this is what they think about you in this movie, which you will get into. But I was like, well, yeah, I can see how that might be funny to people. And they probably get played out like that in real life, but he actually wasn't he wasn't joking. But anyway, let me get off of that. Um, the premise of the movie, you see it from the trailers. It's an interracial relationship. Black guy is going to go meet his girlfriend's parents. They don't know that he's black. And it's unfamiliar areas out in the boonies and the sticks. And it's one of those situations where a lot of us can relate, where you're the only black in the room. But, you know, this could be... This could apply to sort of anybody if you're the only one in a certain situation. But to be, be perfectly blunt, this is dealing with a racial situation. And and you get that from the trailer, so I'm not going to spoil it. And, then, you know, there's some there's some fuckery going on. That's all you, you know, something weird <laughs> is going on. Like, get out! And people got tears coming out their eyes and just weird shit. Uh, so, quickly, loved 
this movie. You know, I saw this movie here in Seattle, Washington, during the morning time in a downtown Seattle. And it was uh, predominantly, if not all, white audience. And let me tell you, it was hilarious to me to sit in that theater watching it like that. Because at a certain part of the movie, I was like, yeah, get get that mother. And it was dead (laughs) quiet. Like they, it wasn't no joke. All the <laughs> and the little laugh. It has stopped after a while. It stopped, and I was like, I'm sitting there like, now I can really enjoy this movie, or I can be self conscious. Like I don't want to be like, you know. I can see they may not think a lot of this shit is funny, but to me, the lights, the lights come up, and then you're the only one hey, in, the, in the theater. You done read everybody. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because this this movie to me turns brutal, and I was like, hey man. It made me think of like Birth of a Nation. I was like, "Damn, this is this shit is crazy." But uh, I can't say no more because I don't want to ruin it. So that's what I thought about it. Um, we'll go to Aunt Pooh. What'd you think? Um, so first off, I, I'm not trying to go Hollywood on y'all. I'm not trying to, you know, talk about uh, my stroke and what I mean. The access what the I fuck? Got. Yeah, I know. Yes, we know. We know. So I saw it at a screening, a uh, Snoop screening on Monday. So not only did you get Snoop Dogg with all his craziness talking at the screen, but then you got his entourage there. Then you got whoever he invited. Then you got him smoking weed. Then you got everybody else smoking weed up in there. So this is this is the viewing experience that I this is the viewing experience that I wanted from Straight Outta Compton when I saw it in the Baldwin Hills uh, Theater because I was expecting just to be hood and ghetto and a bunch of people just screaming at the oh, talking at the fit. I know that was hilarious then because this movie almost invites that. <laughs> Hell yeah. They did that delivery. And to me, it's like, yeah, he put some social commentary on there, some uh, stuff of how the new world is going to be post-racial, living in a world where we've had a black president and all that good stuff. I'm going to say screw all that. The subliminals, the the uh, the stuff that you that uh, that's hidden in there, the little Easter eggs, it's just phenomenal that Jordan Peele wrote this script and made it so tight and so immersive. I'm not gonna lie, there was a part I, I'd say uh, once the uh, the the other white people came here and they're having a party to about the part uh, where uh, old boy wakes up and you see it in the trailer where he wakes up in that room crying where it kind of just really slowed to a crawl but the thing is is that there's just so much that you really need to have paid attention that you could have seen a lot of the stuff coming you could have seen what the big reveal was of who that the uh, the running buck negro was and who uh, mammy was in the, in the kitchen and if you paid attention you're like yeah that makes sense <laughs> so I'm just just overall I don't I don't know how it has a 100% freshness rating on Rotten Tomatoes but I'm not going to fault it as just overall this is my movie of the year so far mm-hmm. I understand it's February 25th. But the fact that it can have such social commentary, such subliminals, Easter eggs, be funny, be scary, give me jump scares, and give me some type of history lesson, 
from a black man, not, nothing against my uh, non-melanoid people out there, but from a black man, this is my movie of the year so far. Mm. I, I, I co-sign it. I co-sign it. Uh, Houston, what say you, sir? Um, well, <clears throat> uh, I would say that when the movie first starts off, that there you hear this weird music, and you see. Well, I'm sorry. There's a scene. There's a scene pre-credits, which I'm not going to spoil. But um, after that, you get into the credits, and then you hear this weird music as uh, that, the couple. That's uh, D- Donald Glover, uh, Childish Gambino, Redbone, the song. That the song you. Oh, okay. Beautiful. Right. Song. Very, I love that song. Go ahead. I don't know if we're talking about the same song, but this this song is very, maybe it is, but it's very off-putting and very. It kind of put me off kilter, and I like that. Um, I'd say this movie establishes a very... The setup is very good. The first two acts are very creepy, um, masterfully done. I would say that the main takeaway for me for this movie was that Jordan Peele, just like when I saw Mel Gibson's first uh, directorial uh, um, his first film I think it was I think it was uh, Passion of the Christ I walked away thinking I'm going to follow that filmmaker and I'd say the same thing about Jordan Peele the, um, he knows how to tell a story <clears throat> visually he really I was amazed usually you can tell a lot of times you can tell when someone's directing for the first time even Denzel Washington with um, Antoine Fisher very well done but you can kind of tell that he was it was he was not that confident behind the camera. He did a good job, but you can kind of tell. Here, this looked like someone who's been using the camera for years, visually. I was very impressed by that. <clears throat> I would say the last act is where it fell apart for me. And it is why I tend not to go see movies like this, because it then becomes just a series of cliched, jump scares or cliched um, gotcha moments, um, which this did not, this was just like that. But I would say, um, and also I would say the lead actor, not that impressive to me. It's, his, his, his tone and his pacing at the beginning of the film, perfect. But after a certain while, I needed him to ramp it up a little bit, and he did not. Um, but I would say this film is definitely worth seeing. Well, let me, let me say one other thing. The other thing, other problem I have with the movie is that it does not really, it gives itself an out. It doesn't really stick to its convictions of being what it could be in terms of uh, pro, uh, talking about race relations. It kind of gives itself a liberal out. I felt I thought it was a little bit of a cheat. Not that big a deal. But I would say, yes, the movie is it was enjoyable, a little disappointing at the end, but definitely worth seeing just to see a first-time filmmaker who has proven to me that even though he works in comedy, this dude's got some skills. So I, his next movie, I'm, I'm going to be there. Wait, can I ask a quick question? Go ahead. Um, what do you mean by a liberal out? Because, I mean, for me, I, I don't know if it was really going there as far as the race thing. I think it was more so playing, playing on it. I mean, it's based on the trailer. I felt like it was playing on those fears, but it wasn't actually like this film was going to address some of those things. So I'm just curious about what you mean by that. I can't really tell you without uh, spoiling it. I would have to give you examples. 
All right. Well, we'll get into that in the second half. <clears throat> all right. Mr. Sean Hill, what did you think of the movie? Uh, all right. Uh, for, I want to just correct Q-Store real quick. Uh, Mel Gibson's directorial debut was uh, Man Without a Face back in 93, I believe. Oh, okay. I, never, I, I, know the, I do know the film. I didn't see it. Yeah. And it yeah. was creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... Of course, and I want to address something you said, Mike, about the trailer, because, again, you know, I normally don't watch trailers, but and this one I did see, and I was totally still, like, I when I'm sitting down waiting for it to start, I'm like, what is this movie going to be? And I was having a discussion with a couple of people around me saying, is this a, you know, what do you think? Is this a comedy? Is this a satire? Is it is it going to be all-out thrill? And and it was a little bit little bit of everything, which is which is good. And, and, and Peel, as a first-time director, definitely – Definitely show some skills uh, uh, behind the camera. Um, although I thought, I honestly thought that the movie was going in a different direction, and I and I, and I guess I'll save that for the uh, the spoiler discussion. Um, so I, I'll I'll leave that alone. Basically, um, I thought it was very good. I thought the the social commentary. I agree with Q Storm that the third act kind of. It doesn't pay off a lot. It doesn't. It doesn't go there. It it, be, it becomes conventional. It becomes you know a boo a gotcha type movie, which is fine, and and it does that stuff effectively. It, it's fine. It just didn't deliver on the initial premise of this of this being you know this this you know black white you know kind of thing where you know he's gonna overcome something and and the only thing that he has to overcome is the, the situation that he's in that is more that anyone could find themselves in basically i mean he, you know he well again i can't I can't say so um so basically i i enjoyed it i give it thumbs up um yeah i mean i i'll, I'll get more into it when we get into the spoiler debate but yeah i, I definitely enjoyed it um it was a good time all right there you go a little vague on our parts, but you got to be with a movie like this because you don't want to spoil it. So that's uh, so all three of us obviously enjoyed the movie some more than others, and we're going to get into very very uh, big specifics after the break. So here's where we're going to take our break. We're gonna cue Mr. Stevie Wonder. Uh, shout out to Spike Lee. Showed us this movie, a different version of this movie, years earlier. Uh, without the horror and sci-fi <laughs> elements. <laughs> I know Spike's in there somewhere. I did that. I, I did that first. But anyway. Uh, with that, we will be back after this.
Jungle Fever, go check it out. Uh, it's a classic movie, I would say. Uh, it's one of you know one of the Spike Lee movies back in the Spike Lee heyday, uh, starring my man Wesley Snipes. Uh, so definitely go check Samuel it out. Jackson. Samuel Jackson, Haley Berry had a, a part in that movie, a breakout part for her as well, I guess. Uh, so there you go, Jungle Fever. We are talking about Get Out. So as I promised earlier, this is going to be a very spoiler heavy discussion but before we get all into that because that's going to probably we're going to get into that for a minute we're going to change it up just a little bit here and we're going to do some movie trivia how about that ladies and gentlemen so we're going to do a little movie trivia a little we want to test the knowledge of, of q storm and Pooh, and uh i almost said pierre paul i don't know why shout out to you pierre paul i don't know why because your name is on my Skype. Uh, we're going to do uh, Sean Hill. Get it straight, Michael. All right. So here's what we're going to do. I have some questions here in different categories. And I want to see how deep you guys are in your movie history and trivianess. So who would like to go first? I'll go first. All right. That was Sean Hill, correct? Correct. All right, Sean. So th- now you are Mr. Hill Street Views. You are a movie reviewer, right? Uh, you are a uh, movie historian, right? Is that fair to say? Uh, you know a lot. I about guess them? I would. Say, yeah, okay. yeah, I would say that. So we're gonna give you. This one might be too easy for you. So let me put that one down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go. These are broken into categories. So this first category is gonna be comedy slash cartoon. Okay. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> And this is a quote. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Dr. Strangelove. Ah, well, there you go. Hey, all right. <laughs> God, 
right. or how I stopped loving, or how I stopped loving the bomb, or something like that. But it's not a strange love. You are you are correct, sir. And I am going to. I wanted to write down. Maybe one of you guys can uh, keep score for us. How about that? So there's one for you. We're going to keep going here. You each get four at a time. Okay. All right. Action adventure. Ah, oh, this is so easy. Who plays an airline security a who plays an airline security expert trapped on a hijacked jet in passenger 57? Passenger 57, Wesley Snipes. Always yeah. bet on black. Yeah, that was an easy one. All right, you got it. That's two. Drama musical. <laughs> who directed The Seventh Seal? You only got 30 seconds because y'all got the internet, so okay. Seventh Seal. That's an old one. I want to say... Oh, gosh, like Igmar Berman or something like that. Yeah, but you're I, not typing in Google, are you? Yeah, you, no, got, it. you got it right. You I'm, got it right. Okay. Damn. Okay. All right. All right. Horror sci-fi is your last one. Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a 1956 sci-fi movie many people see as a propaganda piece against what form of government? Uh, the Russian government. Uh, um, gosh, here goes my... My political science, uh, I want to say, like, fascism, communism, communism. Communism. All right. Ooh, wow. You, you said you had a degree in that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a degree in that. Oh, okay. I'm going to get you some refresher courses. <laughs> All right. Well, you got four, man. Good, Good job. Uh, okay. Who would like to go next between Q and Ant? I'll go. I'll- All right. Q Storm it is. Q, are you ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. I mean, Q, he on his real cool ass shit today, but that's all right. We're going we're gonna to wake you up, bro. Comedy cartoon. What NASCAR spoof features Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, and Sasha Baron Cohen? Uh, that'd be Talladega Nights. Yes, that is correct. All right. Q is on the board, ladies and gentlemen. We have a battle. Next up is these, are, these kind of, I had to get some. Different cars, action adventure. You're dealing with movie people, here, yeah. So. <laughs> but they have harder ones. I don't know, y'all just got lucky here. But Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> won a best supporting actor Oscar for his portrayal of Marshall Samuel Gayard in what movie? Gerard. Oops, Gerard. Damn. Uh, that would be uh, the Harrison Ford action vehicle, The Fugitive, based on the 1950s TV show. Uh, that would be correct. This, this, this is how you know you're dealing with some movies now. That would be the Harrison Ford uh, vehicle based on the... No, like, God damn, just answering. But that, you're right. <clears throat> These niggas are smart. Drama musical. American History X is a drama about what topic? Well, there's a lot of themes and topics in it, but it's based on um, the stories about a neo-Nazi. Do you need more than that? Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, what's his most basic topic about? Uh, hmm. This is that Obama era. They forgot. Uh, Infiltrating the neo-Nazi movement, that's all. I I think it's the movies about someone who infiltrates a neo-Nazi sect. Uh, well, and according to this, the basic, the, the, t- the drama topic is racism. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, you got two so far. All right. 
here's the last one for you, horror sci-fi. Who played the artificial life form in Alien? Oh, man. The original one or the second one? Uh, the whatever yeah, yeah. movie's called Alien. That's the original. The uh, the actor. I, uh, mm-hmm. I I can see his face, but I don't know his... Oh, wait. Ah. Ah, I can't. He's an old seventies actor. He's very yeah, popular. I don't even. Gee, I don't even know his name. So I can't remember his name. Uh, Ian Holm. Ah, yes. He yes. played Fro- He played uh Bilbo Baggins. Fuck. Yeah. He did. Yep. yep. That's not it. That wasn't. That's easy not him. Uh, he played Bilbo Baggins in the Lord of the and um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that was him. Yep. He's the. What was his name in Alien? He had a. Uh, uh, damn, I can't remember. Uh, Burke, I think it, Burke was it. No, it no, started Burke with was... a, it started with an A because Ash, it, Ash, yeah. Ash, Ash, and then Bishop was in Bishop. two. And then it started with oh, a C. Oh, okay. I'm thinking three. of Bishop. That's why Bishop was Lance Henriksen. Okay, and that was in the second one though, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's why I'm tripping. All right. All right. And Pooh. So so far, uh, Sean has four. Hugh has I, what two? I, I actually, I'm going to contend that uh, the American History X question. Well, I mean, that I, still gives me lead. Well, that, we'll give you three. So you got three. So four to three, and and poor, you ready? Yes, I am, sir. All right, man. I swear to God, he's interesting. All right, comedy <laughs> cartoon. A pig learns to herd sheep in what movie? Babe? That is correct. All right. Action adventure. Who stars in the 1979 film Escape from Alcatraz? Um, I like to use a lifeline. Go ahead, sir. Whoa. You don't know the answer to this? I've never... I didn't know there was a movie Escape from Alcatraz. The answer would be Squintin' Clint. I've never heard of that guy. Clint Eastwood, nigga. Damn. (laughs) Wow, me should check that movie. Oh. Man. I, th- I thought that movie would be a, a sort of a classic type movie, but who am I to say? All right, number two, or number three is a drama musical. True or false? Al Pacino won an Academy Award for Godfather Two. False. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> All right, you have two so far. Here's your last one, a horror sci-fi. What Hollywood sci-fi movie went on to spawn a 10-season-long TV series? What Hollywood sci-fi movie went to a 10-season-long series? Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't be Googling that. <laughs> you, you type loud, boy. <laughs> I'm not typing. I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm, I'm, I'm Anyone stuck. like to guess? I don't know. Q? Did we repeat the question? It's a Hollywood sci-fi movie that went on to spawn a 10 seasons TV series. So in order, it, it had to have been before... Or on 2007. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, 
no, no. The, the, I was gonna say Serenity, but the TV series came out first. Yep. One ten year. I don't know. Stargate. God damn. Uh, <laughs> that was on. Yeah. That wasn't on network TV though. But well, we'll still. It didn't say it still a, TV. It said TV. Yeah. All right. So four, three, two. Yeah. All right. I, I like to contend that one too, since it wasn't on network. They don't get <laughs> tell me a goddamn. All right. Uh, here's your last set of four, Mr. Sean Hill. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Comedy cartoon. Who was the original Nutty Professor? Uh, oh, God. The name is Jerry Lewis. That is correct. Right. Oh, man. Good job. Good job. Do a blame. Action adventure. What does test pilot Deacons steal from the government in Broken Arrow? He still uh, he steals an arrow, uh, uh, a rocket, a nuclear thermonuclear weapon is what he steals. <laughs> <laughs> that is These correct. Nuclear, nuclear weapon. Nuclear weapon. Yeah. Is that the who's in that movie? Uh, Travolta and Christian Slater. Okay. Yeah. All right. Drama musical. What computer company does Forrest Gump invest in? Okay. I I, I can honestly say I've never seen Forrest Gump, so I'm going to just say. Wow. Wow. That is a wow. I've seen it once, but I'm going to say IBM. Uh, It was Apple. Now, did you say. Uh, Either one or the other. Did you say you'd never seen it before? You only seen it once. I've seen it once when oh. it came out on home video back in 94. Okay. All right. All right. Here's your last one. Horror sci-fi. Who wrote and directed Pi? Ang Lee or Darren uh, Aros- Aronofsky? Aronos- Darren Ar- Aronofsky. That's your answer? Yes. That is correct. Yes. All right. So you got what... Uh, just two out of this. No, you got three out of this one. Like, he has a total of seven. Seven points. Yeah. All right. So he is in the lead. Uh, technically, let's see. I guess you got to get all of these, Q. Tie it up. <coughs> all right. Are you ready, sir? I am. All right. Here we go. Comedy cartoon. What is the full name of the South Park movie? Mm. I want to say South Park. Deeper, longer, and uncut. That is incorrect, sir. Uh, you were probably thinking of something else, but it is bigger, <laughs> longer, and uncut. <laughs> good, good, good. So there you go. There you go. All right. Action and adventure. Who does Rambo go back to Vietnam for in First Blood Part 2? Who does he go back for in Vietnam? John Rambo. Who or what does he go back for? Who? I have no clue. Hmm. Prisoners of War. He went back for POWs. Oh, wait, let me ask. Let me, okay. Wow. I'm not going to say the question was misleading by making it seem like it was an individual, but okay. <laughs> All right. Well, like you were asking for a specific name. Uh, that's not what the question is, sir, but noted. Drama musical. Who directed 
Rushmore, the Life Aquatic. I'm saying it right. The Jillian the the Jillian Limited and Moonrise Kingdom. I'm sorry. I, say that again. Who directed Rushmore, the Life Aquatic, the Jillian Limited, and Moonrise Kingdom? Darjeeling Limited. That might be another pronunciation. Yes. yes. I think. Okay, it's I. I think it's the guy. These movies all starred um, that Jewish actor. I can't comedian actor. Oh, I can't think. Owen Wilson. Um, oh no, not Owen Wilson. Um, ah, not P. T. Anderson, but the other guy. He did. You're he's uh, Bill. Bill Murray's in all of them. Ah, oh, fuck. You said Bill Murray's in these movies. Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray. <laughs> um. Hmm. I can't. Anderson? What's P.T. Anderson? That is no. incorrect. <laughs> it's the other guy. It's, 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 it is Wes Anderson. Anderson. Wes Anderson, right. Man, okay. This, is, this one's a hard one for you. All right, here we go. The, I got the Andersons wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they don't all look like Tyson, but anyway. Um, shout out to Sir lot. Last one, horror sci-fi. In this sci-fi movie, you die at the age of 30, if you flee, you are chased down by the Sand Men. What's the name of the movie? Well, there's a movie that immediately comes to mind, but I thought it was The Age of 21. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say Logan's Run. That's correct. Oh, you got okay. it. All right, sir. So you uh, end this with, what, five points? Five. Respectable. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Ant Pooh, this is your last four. Now, you cannot win, I don't believe, because you only got, what, two before? Yeah, you yeah. got to rub it in. Hold on. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> but you can go for, uh, what, second? So, comedy cartoon. Are you ready, sir? I am. All right. Lost in America stars Julie Haggerty and what actor who also happens to be the director. Where the hell are you getting these questions from? Man? <laughs> See, yeah, they were too easy now. Daddy, daddy on something. Yes, Lost. <laughs> I, know, uh, I know, I know, I know, I um, know. Hold on. Who's Ben Stiller? That no. is right there, incorrect. No. Vince Vaughn. Okay, no. 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 All right, well. Two shots. Sean Hill, do you know who it is? Yes, Albert Brooks. That would be oh, correct. Before, can you give us... Oh, I'm sorry. Who did... Huh? Go ahead. I didn't hear what you said. I'm just saying, who gets to answer it possibly for another for another credit? I mean, we oh, could no, give don't. it to Sean. He, he, he's already won at that point. I've already won, so... So, I mean, yeah, if you want to steal one, if you can, if the other person doesn't get it, we'll, we'll give you points for that. I, I, I can get a point if I get it right? If the person I'm asking doesn't get it, then yes, you can. Okay, so I know the answer. Well, he's already given us the answer, so so the next one you can you can do that. All right, action adventure. This is for Ampu. Steven Seagal stars in what movie about a man who awakens from a coma seven years after being gunned down and seeks revenge? Hard to kill. That is correct. Hmm, I didn't even know that. I have to see that again. All right, drama musical, true or false? None of the robbers 
get out alive in heat. I ain't seen that one either, so. You got a 50-50 chance of getting it right, so. Yeah, true or false? Oh, wow. You played yourself, but go ahead. True or false? Uh, False. That is correct. Val Val Kilmer does uh, survive. You have never seen Heat? Uh, Never seen Heat. Go go rent that. It just didn't appeal to me, sir. But you you will like it. Michael Mann? Are you kidding me? De Niro and Pacino chopping it up, going back and forth? I've heard that's excellent, but sorry, nah. I I haven't seen Scarface all the way through either, so. But you, now I'm going to throw a little shade at you. Wow. But, <laughs> but you did see Princess Bride, correct? You damn right. <laughs> Say, no damn right. Say no more. Say no more. I'm not I'm not going for the break. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> All right, moving on. Matter of fact, I might watch it tonight with the family. Now uh, what? Hey, do you, man. Do you, sir. It's a good movie, Ant. I, I support you. <laughs> All right, horror sci-fi. Here's your last one. Before he directed the Spider-Man trilogy... He directed the Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Oh, well, that wasn't the question. <laughs> Shut up. Listen. <laughs> Is that your answer? No. no. <laughs> Would you like me to repeat it or did you hear Yes, please. Yes, please. Before he directed the Spider Man trilogy, he directed the Evil Dead trilogy. Oh, you want the name of the director? Okay. That, uh, <laughs> what, who? Sam Raimi. <laughs> That's correct. What, what else would you think I was asking you? Like. I don't know, man. You, you read these questions weird. Oh, it's my fault. Okay. You're right. Well, you got it right, sir. That That is correct. Uh, here, we'll do one more, and this is just going to be for whoever can jump in and grab it. How about that? Let me get sure. I'm going to get a good one for you. Man. Uh, so you guys know, uh, this is from the movie trivia, movies trivia game. You can get it at any little game store. I bought the whole box for $3. How about that? Uh, I am sending away for the BET movie trivia game. Uh, <laughs> which I know you guys will love. Every answer would be Medea. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> there is no such thing as a BET trivia game, but there should be. Someone should make that. Maybe there has. It's not mainstream, but they, that would be dope. Like movies that we would all know and references. Uh, Gina had a what kind of head? You know, peanut head. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> All right, here we go. Comedy cartoon. Roman Holiday stars Gregory Peck and which actress? Audrey Hepburn? Audrey Hepburn or Catherine Hepburn? Audrey. Audrey Hepburn. Uh, I guess it goes to Sean. He got it first. That's correct. Wait, what are the rules? We just, whoever shouts it out first? Uh, Yeah. Okay. All right, man. No, no, okay. Let me lay. Let me lay it clearly. Whoever says it first gets the point. Action adventure, and get ready. Y'all gonna get. Who wrote the book? And you don't have to finish. You don't have to wait till I'm finished if you know what it is. Who wrote the book that Clear and Present Danger is based on? Tom Clancy. Damn. Damn. There you go. There you go. Here's another one. This is drama musical. Y'all gonna know this one. Y'all know this one. What did Morris say? Anyway, never mind. 
to the side. You played yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, are you going to say I played myself on some Morris? Come on to the side. <laughs> <laughs> Never get told. I was just, I was just looking it at, does. I was just looking at one of those mugs today. I definitely got to go get one. But anyway, uh, who directed the Seven Samurai? Kurosawa. Uh, Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Uh, Kurosawa. I have to give it to Q only because he said both names. And you said the last name only. Let's just be honest. I mean, come on. What do you mean? You know, Kurosawa. Yeah, but you said Kurosawa. That's just an iconic name. Right, but (laughs) well, on the card, it has the full... It's like saying Obama. Do you really need to say Barack? Well, that's that's what the card says, sir. You know, (laughs) I know, see, us as African Americans, we love to do shit halfway. But no, I'm just joking. (laughs) That would be a cold host to do that on national TV. I know you people like to do things halfway, but... Anyway... Actually, I think I think that's been on Saturday Night Live. I oh, honestly really? do. Wow. I think so. That, I, I feel kind of a certain way about that. But anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> horror sci-fi. All right. Oh boy. If if somebody here don't get this wrong, or doesn't get this right, he's over. <laughs> what is Captain Kirk accused of in the Star Trek movie, The Undiscovered Country? <laughs> Of assassination of uh, Vice Chancellor Gorkhan. Over answer, but that is correct. Yes, I give you that because you know the whole plot. So yes, murder. Now, see, I would say we have to exempt that question because nah. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Undiscovered Country. Last time I saw that was probably ten years ago. Right. But you have a show called The Red Shirt well, featured on then the podcast. It just, it just so happened to be lucky for him. And, you know, <laughs> you're no. you're a movie guy, so you you would be exempt for all of these questions. Like, well, I, and I offered to exempt myself. Oh, here you go. Okay, so do you <laughs> so you go ahead and give the crown over to I guess uh, uh, no Q Storm because not, not this oh, time. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> all right, well there you go. That has been our movie uh, trivia game. Hopefully that was enjoyable for the listeners. I uh, just wanted to do something a little fun there. I also have a pop culture one. Uh, if you want, I can give you guys each a card. If you want to try that, you think you know some pop culture. Why not? All right. Give me one second. What was that about doing it halfway? You're not ready, bro? <laughs> I know Neagle's listening like, what the fuck happened to Get Out Review? We're we going to get to it because we're going to get into that. So, you know. We'll get into it. Pipe down now. Pipe down. Pipe down. <laughs> anyway, let me leave that alone. Pipe down. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right, Quagmire. I mean, if if Steve Harvey can be organized for Family Feud, I mean. Oh, now. okay. Now he's awoke. Stay awoke. Okay. All right. Who wants to go first with some pop culture? I got this. You got. Oh, you got this. Okay. Well, let's see what you got. Here we go. Awesome. Hilarious. Uh, now, the category here, it has a category that shows a Rubik's Cube. So, I'm going to tell you that. All right, here we go. What was dubbed America's most famous dessert in 1902? The apple pie. The wrong answer. Uh, <laughs> anyone like to steal this one? Yes. Go right ahead. That would be ice cream. That would be wrong. 
That would be Jello. 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 Yes, Mr. Bill Cosby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Ampu, here's your another one for you. Uh, The category. This is has a book next to it, and I think you're going to get this one. What duo co-created Spider-Man? That would be Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Wow. Now, let, hold on, before oh, anyone answers. Wait, 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 no, 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 you answered, buddy. Can I mend it? Can you, I mend it? You answered. Nope, you answered. Now, technically, he <laughs> uh, did as he did the cover. Sure, sure, sure. But you're wrong. Uh, just want to make sure. Now, you write for 411 Media. You do a comic book column. <laughs> Fake news. Credentials on the Fake line. News. <laughs> Alternative facts. Alternative facts. <laughs> You might want to go for a refresher, refresher course. That's all I'm saying. Uh, who would like, anyone like to steal or answer this one? Yes, I would. Go right in. That would be Stanley and Steve Ditko. That is correct. I thought you would have had this one, Ant. Seriously. Yeah, you know, as you get older, get confused. Uh, okay, okay, I give you that. I give you that. All right, here's another one for you. This has a TV next to it, so it could be either TV or movies. What baseball movie coined the phrase, <laughs> if you build it, he will come? Build a dreams. Build a... Wait a minute. Now, Ant Pooh, was, was that you? I thought we were just answering these. No. Uh, no. Ma- Major League? Oh, well, God he, damn. My answer. My Nick. Uh, I'm going to disqualify that. It was Field the Dreams. He gave you the answer, but... And you still got it wrong. That's a little... Oh, my... I'm little, joking. <laughs> oh, you were joking? Uh, uh, that was jokes. That was jokes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to give you that one. He gave it to you. I, I, I also got to ask the host. Yes, sir. Did you say if there's a TV next to it, that means it's either TV or film? Yeah, because there's a TV next to it. There wouldn't be a film camera next to a film question? Well, clearly, I'm just this card. I'm just clearly no. No, uh, no, it does not. It shows a TV. Okay. But good, good, good question. All right. Here, so we'll give you one, Ant. Uh, again, these are for Ant Poop. You guys are biting at the, biting at the at the nuts. But hold on, <laughs> not not this one. <laughs> All right, uh, this oh. one has a guitar next to it. So let's assume this has something to do with music. Is that okay, Q? Go ahead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, whose antics during Robin Thicke's performance? at the 2013 MTV Video Music Awards made headlines around the world. Miley Cyrus? That would be correct. That is correct. Here's your last one. This one just has an outline of a person with a question mark on their head. So maybe it's a person. Uh. What seven-time Formula One world champion was seriously injured in a skiing accident? All I know is one person. I'm going Mario Andretti. <laughs> good, good, good uh, guess. But no. <laughs> Would anyone like to jump in? No clue. No clue. Michael Sketchmer? Never heard of him. See, you got to spell it. You got to spell it, Michael. <laughs> uh, S-C-H-U-M-A-C-H-E-R. Schumacher. Schumacher. There you go. A A A Ron, nigga. A A A Ron. That's what I said. How'd you read that, Mike? <laughs> Shoot. What did I say? Sh- schmucker. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> I 
I might need to refresh your course on reading. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Floyd. It's all right, Floyd. Oh. Oh, me, me, I'm going to sidebar that. All right. Okay. Uh, since he got jokes and he's questioning the card's authenticity and correctiveness, if that's a word, uh, we're going to go to uh, Q-Store. Man, I'm just losing it today. I'm forgetting niggas' name. Who, who are you again? All right, Q, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, now this one has the Rubik's Cube. What was advertised during the 60s with the slogan, Helps Build Strong Bodies 12 Ways? Helps Build Strong Bodies 12 Ways? Yes. Is that what you said? That is what I said. I'm sorry, repeat the question for me. Sure. (laughs) What advertising... During the 60s. Or what was advertised during the 60s? See, that's why I asked Stop it. Was. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> what, what was advertised during the 60s with the slogan, helps build strong bodies 12 ways? <clears throat> I'm going to say, um, based on, I know that this product was used the tagline later on, helps a body, makes a body good or something like that. I'm going to say milk. You're saying what? Milk. The milk industry. Uh, no. Would anyone else like to guess? I'll take that as a no. It was Wonder Bread. Back in the 60s. That would have been my guess. All right. Really? Really? Yeah. One of them brothers. I asked, who might you got any guess? And they'll say nothing. Oh, I was just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Why would that have been your guess based on that clue? Oh, no, no. not uh, That was a joke. That that wouldn't have been my guess. Oh, oh, okay. They're all all jokes. All right. Here we go, Q. Uh, By the way, I think Mark is trying to get in now. Pause. Um, He's not on Skype yet, so... Oh, I just got a message saying, are you on the air? Okay, maybe he's from the, in the hospital. I don't know. It's asking. Hmm. All right. Okay. Okay, here we go. This is the next one for you, Q. This has a book next to it, so assume it's literary. Books, reading, audiobooks. Uh, here we go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> All right. Remember the time. Remember the time. <laughs> yes, sir. What book what? series <laughs> began? Mm-hmm. Someone has their speakers or something. All right, let's start again. What book series began in 1993 when two motivational speakers published 101 of the most inspiring stories they had been told? What book series began in 1993 when two publishers and two motivational speakers published 101 of the most inspiring stories they had been told. This is not my answer, but the only thing that's in my head is 101 Dalmatians. I don't think that's it. Um, not in 1993. 1993, right? Right. It began in 1993. I, I, I don't know. Can I, can I try to steal? Sure, go ahead. Was it Game of Thrones? What? <laughs> I'm just curious how you came to that answer. Yeah, but... Because that's when he started his series. So I was like, maybe that was it. Two motivational speakers started that series after 101 stories they had been told? 
Did you say two motivational speakers? I thought you said it was like it was he was inspired by two motivational speakers. You're, no, wrong answer. Okay, <laughs> shit happens. All right. The answer is chicken soup for the soul. Oh, okay. I've heard of that, actually. All right, Q. This has a TV next to it, so either a TV or a movie. Who hosted the game show Truth or Consequences before Uh. joining... This is going to give you the answer. Before joining The Price is Right. Oh. I'm going to say Bob Barker. That is correct. Come on down. You got it, buddy. All right, this is a musical one. Mm. Okay. K-pop musicians hail from what country? What? The letter K and then the word pop. K-pop musicians Uh hail from what country? K-pop? Let me ask you a question. I I know this may not make any sense. Are the letters, are the letters K pop all capitalized? And there's, a, is there a hyphen between K and the letter and the word pop? If this helps you search better, there is a hyphen <laughs> between the K and the P. Yes. What's that? Yes. <laughs> you can't hear you over the sound of him clicking. <laughs> Your answer, sir. No, no, I, I, you didn't answer my question. I though. said yes. There is. I asked you two questions. Are the, all the well, letters capitalized? No. And then yes. Okay. So no, and, yes. And so there's a capital K hyphen P. <laughs> it does you. matter. It okay. Does matter. Yes. It could be an anagram or a, um, I forget what the term yeah, is. I'm going to help you out. It's a genre. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to say, um, I, don't, I don't think this is right. But it sounds like something makes me think of ABBA. I'm going to say Sweden. Good guess, but no, that's incorrect. Can I go for the steal? You got, you got it. South Korea? That is correct. All right. Now, if I'm understanding, isn't K-pop, I guess the K is for Korean, but it's a pop from Korean. For some reason, some reason I'm associating that with anime, but I think they use, sometimes K-pop bands do the themes for anime shows. But anyway. Uh, man, Q, we, that's, this really exposes how your mind works, and I love it because you you definitely ask questions and you break stuff down, as you say, deconstruct. So, <laughs> okay. Even even something like this. You, now, was it a K? Capital K with a P. <laughs> capital P. Or was it? A, I was thinking that it might be um, one of those. Um, what is the word? What is it called when you when the letters make out the words? Um, acronym. Huh? You mean acronym? Yeah. I can't say under, I can't what you're saying. No, I said acronym. You, an acronym. Acronym, yes, right, right. I was about to say, Mike, did you mean the acronym or did you mean? <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> All right. Here's your last one, sir. This is a person. How and, many have I got right so far? One? Yes, yes. These are a little harder, I suppose. Yeah. All right. In 2008, who was arrested on charges of running the largest Ponzi scheme in history? You should oh. get this one. That would be, uh, and I'm going to give you some unwanted detail. <laughs> he was brilliantly portrayed by Richard Dreyfuss, one of my favorite actors. On a, um, I can't remember the name. Of the, oh, well, the name of the show was his name, Bernie Madoff. That is correct. All right. You got two, sir. Good job. All right. Ampu, you are next. Are you ready? I, I went first. I went first. Oh, that's right. Damn. Just... Shit. 
Sean Hill, are you ready for these? Yeah, yeah, I'll take a couple. Okay. Are you ready for these? Did you say, are you ready for these? Is that what you said? Hilarious. <laughs> That's what you heard. But. All right. This got the Rubik's Cube next to it. What garment did the chemical company DuPont introduce in 1939? Mm. Uh, I got to guess. So I got to guess. I'm going to say gloves, like, um, like, uh, like, Garden, gardening gloves or something like that. that that's my guess. Uh, that's incorrect. I think I have. Yes. Go ahead. What year was it they introduced it? Nin- <laughs> 1939. It was a garment, you said, right? Yes, I did say that. All right. Well, I thought you said 29. I was going to say overalls because that was the height of the Great Depression. Um, mm, mm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, but I, I am going to say denim. Uh, no. Incorrect. It was nylon stockings. Oh. All right. When they got that. <laughs> uh, here's that's, that's amazing. We were at the verge of war. Germany is invading Poland, and they are making nylon stockings. Power of the P, man. Power of the P. Interesting. <laughs> uh, this one has a book next to it. Here we go. Sean Hill. You should get this. All right. You're going to get this. I don't know why this has a book next to it. What documentary filmmaker? Oh, what documentary filmmaker wrote "Stupid White Men"? Uh, I have no clue. Oh, I no. stupid, wow. stupid white. Gonna, men? But I'm gonna say I'm gonna oh, guess. I'm, say Michael Moore. That is correct. All right. You should have okay. wow. I thought you'd have known that. Michael Moore, man. <clears throat> All right. Here's the next one. This is easy. This has got a TV next to it. What item of clothing was named after Bo and Luke's cousin in the TV series, The Dukes of Hazzards? There you go. Look at them go. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm just curious what Sean has paid you. Hilarious. For these questions. (laughs) I I didn't know we were doing this. So you're saying he's not smart? I'm saying he's getting the bullshit. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) The first one wasn't easy. I guessed that one. All right. hey, don't take it seriously, man. It's all jokes. Here's don't the, take it seriously. Here's the, get, here's the music one. L- now I may mess this up. Lemmy Kilmister was the front man for what British rock band? Brother, if you don't get the spelling of that, Sean, you a fool. You better get him to spell that for you. Uh, I'm going to say guess, the only man. is Sex Pistols, although I know that's not right. That's not right. Any Can guess? I go for the steal? Go ahead. I believe it's Triple H, a uh, wrestler from the WWE's favorite band, Motorhead. That is correct. Oh, yeah. you got that right on, man. All right, here's the last one. This is a person. Very you easy. Know, there's only so much room for wretchedness in my brain. Hilarious. <laughs> what civil rights leader was named Man of the Year by Time Magazine in 1963? MLK. That is correct. All right. Are you for... I mean, I would have said, said Mandela, but, you know... And you would have been a coon, but that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Some of them are a little easier. It's for you may know. Some of them are not. It's just the way it rolls, man. But uh, good job, fellas. Good job. Uh, Maybe we'll revisit this at another date. Uh, Can we do one about politics? You got any about politics? There wasn't. Wasn't there a politics one in there? I don't remember hearing it. Uh, I would have to go. I think you had one. There was one. Well, it's pop culture. Hey, I just 
Just read what's on the card, man. Just read what's on the card. All right. We got to move forward. But good job. We'll, we'll revisit this. We'll, we'll come back to it. I think I, I'm going to get one uh, of the Mar- There's a Star Wars one and a Marvel Cinematic Universe one. It should be kind of fun. This is the uh, Nagger's version of The More You Know. There you go. <laughs> but we call this uh, Nigga Ain't That Smart. So. <clears throat> All right. Let's move on, man. We got to get into. I know y'all been waiting. Let's get back into this. Get out. This is the spoiler edition. Gave you enough buffer, so I don't want to hear no one say they spoiled it. You sat through all of this, so here we go. Let's get into it. All right, man. First of all, let me say, as I said earlier, I, I love this movie. But this movie, man, the lead, the lead character. What was his name? Was it Chris? Chris Daniel. Yeah. Oh, the actor. Not the actor, but the, the character. Uh, Chris. First of all, Chris, he was kind of a simp. And I say that because, and he was very passive aggressive. You know, there was a lot of things that were fuck shit and questionable stuff. And he would always, uh, nah, it's no big deal. You know, oh, it's cool. It's all good. It's all good. He's one of them kind of cats. But it wasn't all good. At some point, you got to speak up and say, yo, man, fuck. What the fuck is going on here? And there are little signs that happen in the movie. And here's the thing. This is because this is you're making a movie like this and it has black people. And you always hear the stereotype of the joke. Uh, as a black person in a horror movie, the movie be kind of over pretty quickly. Because, right. you know, you're like, I, I, I ain't fucking hell not. So I was sitting there at the beginning. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm watching how he moves because I'm like, now I know this is going to be a movie with some shit, but I'm like, how is he, how do you realistically make me believe a brother would go along with some of this bullshit? And right off the gate, when he get in the car and the uh, deer goes across, okay, that happens. And at first, and I didn't get it. I didn't get it at first, but it actually makes perfect sense when you know the story. When he gets out the car, and he's like, oh, let me go check and see what that is in the woods. I'm just like, who does? I'm like, huh? Eh. What did you? I was like, oh, maybe. And certain cats that would go and see. You hear the, oh, you know, the little deer and shit. Oh, let me go see what's going well, on. Yeah, you need to clear that up. <laughs> oh, yeah, the deer. I, 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 I was like, okay, you're going to look at it. I didn't understand why he was going to look at that at first. I was like, who's doing that, bro? But I was like, okay. And then, you know, it was a very telling, and I'm not going to, I'm going to open this, jump in when you want, but the part, I just want to get to this part, the part where the uh, police officer comes and, you know, he's like, oh, okay, next time call 911 and let me see his ID. Now, here's, here's where I would be like, stop the movie for a second. <laughs> I want to point out something that you're seeing right here. And I think it's fitting, in my opinion, to what's going on we see out here today. So you had this, his girlfriend. She in, uh, exerted that, pri- that privilege because the cops said, let me see his ID. Well, he ain't driving. Uh, okay. Uh, I, you know, let me see his nigga's ID. Now, Chris, he knows he's he's he knows what's popping. He's been in this position like a lot of man. I ain't gonna question this motherfucker. Give him my shit. 
So, you know, no problems, you know. It doesn't matter if he's not driving. And he makes a point to say, I don't have a driver's license, but I got a state-issued ID. So he couldn't be driving anyway. So he makes a point to tell him that. And she's like, no, it doesn't make sense. You know, he, she's doing all that. Now, if that had been a difference, if that had been a black woman, or if he had just been by himself, the movie would have been over right there. <laughs> <laughs> because it would have been... Boy, I told you to get me goddamn, and it would have popped off. And we see that in the news all day. So it was interesting. I was like, "Whoa, there you go." I was like, "Okay," and and he didn't say. Anything. He just he just looked. And I give the I give the actor credit. He has a certain look to his face. He kind of has that look. Like to me, he don't even got to say nothing. He's looking like, "Is this about to pop off?" Yeah, okay, let the shit ride because he has that very kind of funny. He gonna fuck around and get beat now. Like, and then he knows what's popping. You know, the white lady, she's nah, I ain't having it. I'm standing up for my man. And I was like, okay. That's cool. It plays a little different when you see those videos on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Like the brother that was in Minnesota and all these other places. And we've talked about that ad nauseum. But I'm curious, what did you guys think about that scene? Now, what was funny was in the theater, I saw it. When I deer hit, they're like, nigga, there's your, there's your warning right. right there. Turn the fuck around. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I didn't understand the. I I mean, I, unless you look at it from a thematic point of view, I thought I didn't I didn't see the point of that scene at all. Other than to say, other than to be a theme. Okay, there's some some people are going to die in this. You are you are the deer, Chris. Uh, you will be crying out in the middle of the night, and all. It's, it's just kind of heavy handed. I, I didn't see the point of that scene at all. Interesting. Well, I. I thought that it was setting up something that occurred at the end that didn't actually occur when the, and again, we're, we're spoiling now, when the cop car pulls up and, and old boy gets out of it. Mm. See, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be the cop right. seeing, you know, the dead white girl, all that around him. And I thought, I thought the brother was going to die yes. at that point. Yes. You, you then, made a great you know, observation there. Yeah. I think it plays on that and it plays, it's trying to show that she, fights for him you, you, you know making you think like she's not racist she's actually going to right. confront racism for him just to let right. you know that she's not she's not like the rest of them the deer right. scene told you when she that- confronts the police officer I, I thought it was one point it sort of foreshadows i think now what sean said but i also think it's for her character to show that she's not just some passive person when confronted with racism <laughs> she's going to speak out about it to him you know. Well, I guess what I'm saying, I thought you were asking what was the symbolism of the deer being hit. I thought that's what you were Oh, asking. no, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I see the symbolism of it now. What is it? That's what I'm trying to understand. Sure. Well, I think it plays in, it plays in, because he thinks about it later on in the movie, and I was confused. Like, I was like, why is this nigga tripping off of a deer? Who gives a, f- I mean, fuck it, man. But it plays on his mom being hit, and he didn't do nothing. So he has this whole thing about hit and run, and that's well, why I'm he was just... thinking about that all the time because it was it reminded him of his mom obviously that was his trauma in life you know that was his issue i i guess i could see i, I never equated my mother with a deer so i didn't, didn't well because really... his mom was sitting on the side of the road oh, i know, I know. so that's why he equates his mom with the deer but you, I you know, can but catch for, it now for, right? for us to get that we have i just think for us to get what's in the in, internal narrative of the of the main character we have to have some empathy you know, you know, being afraid, a black man being afraid of white folks that you don't know. Boom. I'm already identifying with you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get that with the deer because I've never had that 
where my mother was laying on the side of the road. So I didn't, I wasn't, I, I wasn't empathically able to pick up on that's what the filmmaker was trying to tell me. Yeah, but I could see it. I could see it, but I thought it was kind of wasted, though. I said at the time it happens, you have no idea. That's the whole point. But I think that's why I said this movie has a lot of layers in this movie, and he foreshadowed <laughs> a lot of things that happened later. Now you can see why they were showing that. So I didn't catch that till after the movie was over, and I was like, why? And I was like, oh, okay, now I understand the whole deer thing. There's actually a part in the trailer. Again, I watched the trailer this morning. There's a part in the trailer that's not in the movie. There's a couple parts, but there's a part uh, where there is like a CGI kind of skeleton of a deer that seemed like it attacks him or something. And I don't believe that was actually in the movie. But yeah, I don't think so. But it goes to show, like, he had... And again, we saw the deer antler sitting up on the thing but i think it was he was being tormented by that throughout the movie like i didn't do anything when my mom was on the side of the road here's another situation where something's on the side of the road and i'm not acting but and, I, and again like i said i think they cut that out of the movie but it's in the trailer but anyway well, go i'm gonna i'm gonna admit something here that i i i rarely ever do i honestly thought that from the point that he goes under the hypnosis I thought at that point the movie was all in his head from from there to the end. Interesting. Honestly, I honestly thought he was gonna you know wake up and be in the chair and and all of that. And I, I you know I kind of sat there and I was like you know smug. I was like oh I got this movie figured out. <laughs> and this is why I don't do that. I don't I don't like to think ahead of a movie. I just like to let it unfold because I was totally wrong. So I you know I I have to kind of go back and and kind of watch it again from a different from a different viewpoint, from a different vantage point, because I may have missed some some subtle clues and, and whatnot because my thinking process was was totally wrong, which again I, I I normally don't do that, but I tried to play Mr. you know, smart critic and you know, totally blew up in my face. <laughs> All right, I get it. Um so when he finally gets and I was kind of just talking about early warning signs and yes, uh Ant. I can understand how an audience would say that whole deer thing. Turn this bitch around. Get out. <laughs> Something this ain't Don't working. Go. <laughs> but then they get to the house or the estate or shit. Let's just call it a plantation. You get out there and you see the br- uh, brother out there working. You see, oh, he saw the brother standing out there. And then they got the maid and stuff. Now, off the top, too, the dad was mad funny style. And, but again, I think he just represented that whole sort of, uh, you know, that kind of liberal. Hey, we're, you know, what do you say? We was going to vote for Obama the third time, you know. My man, you know. I, I could say, go ahead. I could say that that scene rang a hundred percent true. <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly say that. I'll, I'll say no more. But <laughs> I was like, wow, this, this, this is some true shit right here. But then I see, I didn't know this. I didn't know Jordan. Peel, he's married to a white woman, so that mm. maybe maybe he's facing some of that on some of his experience too. So well, he's, he's also uh, uh, half Jewish. Jewish. He's, he's mixed. Yeah, yeah. That too. Yeah. So you, you get that, and but you know, again, a lot of it you, you can relate to that, but that can be it's played for a racial part. But you know, it's a lot of it's situations where you're going to meet the the, the the father type of thing. So there's that in it too. But my whole thing, it, then it gets to the point where I think it was the first night that they spend and 
he goes outside. He, he walks through the house by himself, and he goes outside. And uh, I think it's the first. I can't remember if he he actually he never spoke to that black lady yet. But when he speaks to her, and is that the first time? She, I, I can't remember whether she starts saying that. No, 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 no. Was that at that point, or was that later when he goes up? No, that was later on okay, when he in put the his uh, his cell phone unplugged. Okay, so yeah, that's you're correct. So he just goes outside, and here's where I would have been like, I'm out this bitch, <laughs> or I would have really uh, ran down on the, on that brother. So when that black dude is running through the fields at night with his clo- fully clothed, with the hat on, running hundred miles and running, and he just ran. <laughs> And just went right. Now, first of all, I was like, I was kind of like, ah, see on some real shit. If you saw another brother at night running at you in full speed, you wouldn't just stand there looking. Real niggas would be like kind of trotting a little bit like, whoa, whoa <laughs> exactly. what the fuck? What are we? What's about to pop off? You know, <laughs> I don't even know what's popping. But running, you know, we would have been I'd have been moving like, oh, OK. Let's get it moving, because you don't know what's popping off. So I was like, eh, you know, really need to start running. But I would have been like, I'm good. When he saw that, and just like, again, I would have been like, yo, my man, my, my man, what the, f-? and then he just kept running, what the fuck? I've been like, nigga, I would have been, I'd immediately say, yo, what's popping, man? What are you fucking doing, dog? You know what? What are you running for? And then seeing the girl standing in the, the window, I'd have just been like, you know what? I'm good. Well, that. But go ahead. And again, that was, that's, well, that's, hang on, real quick. I, and, and see, and that's why again, I thought the hypnotism was a dream because that happened, or not a dream, but I thought everything was in his mind because that happened right after that. And that's when well, he got hypnotized right after that. No, it was. This it was, was before. It was, this was before. Yeah, because he goes, right. yeah, he goes right. back inside and he opens That's and right. she sees him sitting down. But but so and real quick, then I'm gonna turn it over. And then when he goes back inside, and white ladies in the room with the lights off and just, I'd have been like, because he already knows his hematist. Remember they mentioned it to him earlier. Yeah, I'd have been like, uh, I'm good. Like, oh oh, I mean, oh shit, oh I just want you. Uh, nah, I'm gonna go ahead and go lay down. But it's one time. Uh, no, I'm good. Now that's <laughs> just me, cause I'm. Listen, I don't. Listen, <laughs> I'm already out here. I don't know where I'm at. And I just seen brother running out in, in the middle of the night. First of all, I would have questioned you, like, why is my man out? What's going on? I would have questioned somebody. Nah, and then when, and I already know you hypnotize people. No, I'm not sitting down. Would you smoke one? I got to go to bed because I'm not fucking around. And then that whole thing. And, and I'm just, listen, bro, people, when you are, you see somebody with that teacup. Get the fuck out of there. Because right. that shit was on some other shit. I, 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 was, I don't even know why he was even sitting there entertaining the conversation. I'm like, dude, you know, she hypnotizes cats you already know they on some funny shit just from the little conversation wasn't i'm gonna open did the son already did they already have the sit down dinner when the son came in there did that already happen so off of that how he was acting 
nah, I'm good. Because that motherfucker was talking some real slick, mm-hmm. sneaky shit. Oh, well, you guys got good genes. Genetically disposed. I'll stop you right there. Wait a minute, partner. Excuse me, what? Oh, no, I was just, you know. I, nah, man. You're out of order, homie. Matter of fact, I'm good. We're gonna get, we'll just go stay at a hotel and we'll come back because I'm this small. And he wanted like, oh, let me, uh, come on, let me p- get you in a headlock or some shit. I'm like, man, if you don't sit your dumb ass down, we're about to turn turn up in this place, man. What are you doing? You would have said that. You would have said that <laughs> with your white girlfriend hey, in front of her. Listen, white you better get. Hey, get your, get your man. You know, get your boy. What? Is, what is he doing, homie? Like your parents is here, y'all mad disrespectful. I'm a guest. Like, what are you, what are you doing? What's this? You know, you could tell it was something funny. He just, you already know. Come on, y'all. You look at that cat. Oh, he he looked like you know, he, he was, was on some other he shit. Was also, he was drunk too. Well, that's what I'm saying. So get your man. You know, he just said, I don't fight with. But I'm like, man, what are you? I, I know I'm saying all this because I already know what happened. But man, what? I mean, come on, man. What would you guys that first night? What did you think of that that first night? Well, this is what I was trying to I was saying earlier that maybe it's I'm I'm gonna say the actor and maybe I'm being unfair because he I guess he did what he was he did what he was written to do, but he could have made choices. He he just seen the first act, maybe towards the middle of the second act, um he was I could see him trying to just get the lay of the land, but at some point within that second act before shit started going down, I needed to see the actor portray how any other person, as you're pointing out, would be acting. And he was way too, you said passive aggressive. I don't know if passive aggressive is the right word, but I'll take it. He was way, I'll just say he was way too, when that woman, Georgina, I think her name was, the black maid, yeah, when she's walking closer and closer to me, number one, I'm not going to stand there and not, and she's acting crazy. She might pull out a knife or something. And second thing is, don't ask me anymore why I always carry. I think this movie. <laughs> I think this movie answers that question. Wow! But um, hilarious. But uh, here's the question. Once I, I don't know if you're doing doing this methodically, Mike. So I, I, I'm going to go at your pace. But once the reveal is given, I'm not going to give the reveal until you're ready to do it. It does it. It makes no sense why. These people are acting the way they do. Oh, you said until the reveal happens, it doesn't make any sense. Once you once you understand sure. what the once you see the reveal, can I? I mean, may I? Oh, go ahead. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're spoilers. Yeah. So it's revealed that what what it is is that this is a scientific consortium or something up in the woods. Okay. That what they do is they people bid on specimens or people that are lured to the house either by the girlfriend. Or people who are kidnapped. I thought that was a little convoluted. I mean, it's one or the other. I mean, why do you have go through all this machinations to have this girl hook up with you to bring you up there when you when you saw in the beginning of the film, cats is just out there grabbing niggas. I don't, I don't understand why the girl. You know what I'm saying? It didn't really make. It, it, it kind of falls apart logically, but you know you can overlook that. But so it, what they do is they put the they put your brain your the the, the victims. Uh, half of their brain into people who want to renew their bodies as a form of immortality. In other words, you got that flip. You got yeah. You, you, they take the 
the the older white person in this case and put uh, yeah, their okay. brain they take, in the they younger the older, person, black person. They take the person who's paid for the privilege. They take half their brain out and put it into the the victim's body, right. so that that per yeah, so that person can become younger or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so if that's the case, why are they acting like zombies? That doesn't make any sense. It seems like they would either be acting like the people who paid for the service, or they would be the people trying. Once once they like, if they get uh, a camera flash and they they're con. The re- the victim's consciousness comes out, then it would be acting like, "Get me out of here! Help! Help! Help!" Well, I I don't think Why they were acting like zombies. I think they were yeah, acting I, like old white folks who was trying to they're running game on this black dude because they know he don't know what's popping, so wait, they're wait, trying wait. to act normal around him, well, but they can't not act who they are. I know. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing you said. They're zombies. I'm like, um, from what I saw, what what I uh, uh, figured out, deduced was that these were just these old white people in these young bodies, and that's who they were. I mean, to you and I, it looks strange to see this, what, 25-year-old carrying, dressed like uh, an 80-year-old plantation owner and talking all uh, prim and proper and, and carrying on like an old man, but then we find out it's literally an old man. I, I've, I've seen that character, that black character acting like that and in, 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 dressed in hipster clothes, Vintage clothes before that's a hipster millennial thing, it, so that didn't strike me off. Wait, you said you seen that? I'm confused when you mean that character. You're saying that it was strange to see this black young man dressed like an 80 year old man or whatever and speaking properly. I'm saying I would say properly, I mean, speaking as an 80 year old would be speaking, I didn't as find- opposed to a younger, more hip more pop culture referencing well, reference using type of a black well, man. well the thing is they set the president precedent to show you that original character this is the guy from Atlanta I don't know his, real, his character's name it was Andre I think it was Dre they showed you the very beginning how Dre acted and talked so when you saw him later in the movie he did not act or talk like that you didn't know why you no, kind no, of assumed right, that no. it's a brainwashing thing but he was actually another person so that's why he acted and talked a different thing than what you saw him act and talk earlier in the movie. I understand. But what I'm saying is that behavior of when he was talking was not strange to me insofar as I could see him being brainwashed to be someone else. But what I'm talking about is when he when Chris is outside taking a smoke and he sees the black woman, Georgina, just looking out the mirror with her eyes wide like she's a zombie and she does something with her hair and then she just turns away and walks away like she's a zombie and when they walk when they walk into the kitchen and he first sees her because she's, she's trying to pretend that white woman's trying to pretend to be a black you know doesn't know doesn't want to say nothing out of order to tip him off that something's weird because that's literally the mother and if you that's picked the up grandmother on, yeah that's yeah. the grandmother and that other dude watch. was the grandfather that's why they're acting the way they are what i'm saying is they, okay let me just i didn't see them up. as acting like zombies it, once i realized what they were i was oh they're just acting themselves what I, I i guess what i'm saying is this to me the way they were acting is not how a grandmother acts not how a grandfather acts um okay and and um the way the black guy was acting to me, he was not acting like an 80 year old man. He, I, I never would have thought he was. I've seen black men dress in vintage hipster clothes and speak properly. So that didn't throw sure. me that that wasn't out of the norm. Either. Now, the fact that he was married to a 80, uh, a, a white woman, 30 years his senior. That was the weird thing. 
Okay. Well, again, it play, but, again I think it, it was, again, as I said earlier, whatever lens brother, you come in with the movie to the is how, brother, well, because yeah. remember, he was that black, he was the white grandfather who was a track star. And the whole yeah. reason he wanted to be <laughs> black in the first place, because he got, the dude told you, he lost to Jesse Owens but, and he never why, got over it. So he's, he's running because he loves to run. That's what he does. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's where that. When I found out that that was the grandfather, it made sense to me. Like, oh, that's why he's running. I'm like, if you were an 80 year old dude that used to run track, and you know, you get to be 80, you can't run anymore, and then you get transferred, your your conscience gets transferred to a body, and you used to be a track store, and now you got this young body. What would you do? Run. Okay. So let me ask you a question. So let's say <laughs> he, I, I am that guy, and I get into, put into a, a younger body, and I'm a track star. Why would I run? Be running in the middle of the night, and why would I run right up on this dude and just run past him and not say, "Hey, nice night, isn't it?" Or any, why would I just, that his his actions, even though there's an explanation for it, his actions still didn't make any sense. And when they when he had the conversation with the guy while he was chopping wood, the guy was talking like a zombie. I don't know I zombies that, that talk, but I don't. I didn't get. That. I, I thought he was talking somebody, weird because somebody. I was thinking of my own. See, so when I watched that that scene, I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is hey, my my man, brother. I didn't get to talk to you. Now we're not around white folks. What's up, man? How you, you good? And my man was like, oh, I am okay. I, and you were like, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. You all right, bro? And I was like, oh, he wanted these kind of cats. As I was like. I know some cats that actually act funny style. Now, to me, it's funny style. I was like, he's acting kind of funny style around around another black person. But I know that there's some cats that actually kind of get down like that. Maybe that's how they naturally are. But I was like, ah, okay. And he was talking real. F- See, again, the stuff he was saying, she's a winner, isn't she? She's one of the best, you know. So he thought she was trying to play like he liked her. But really, he's just trying to make you feel like she's the shit because they're all luring you here through some white pee. I understand, I understand all that. I'm just talking about the way he was talking, his cadence, his speech. He would turn his head weird like he was a pod person. Well, because he was, he's in a different body, so he probably is not the supernatural as if he was in your, your own body. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, he's not naturally that person, so he would be a little off, I would imagine. None of us have been transplanted into another body to know how you would move and act of so it's probably not, a little of course so not, that's why i'm saying, saying you would be you a little to weird take account that here's this young dude walking up to what he perceives to be a black man and the guy inside is, is a white dude it's like okay how do i talk to this guy because he's he's expecting to talk to what a 30 year old black man and he's talking to a 30 year old black man about what's going on and he's like i mean i i was totally fine with it, especially when i got to reveal that that's the grandfather. So now the conversations make sense because it's like he doesn't know how he doesn't know how to be a black man talking to another black man like yo white people ain't around yo what's popping up he he doesn't and then all he kept doing was bringing it back to um, the daughter because he's trying to get him to stay there so they can long enough so that they can sell I'm not, him and I'm transfer. Not debating, him. I'm not debating the content of their conversations. I'm what I'm saying is. If you look at all the old white people that were at the party and how they were talking, they were talking crazy, you know, talking some prejudicial shit, but they were talking naturally. Hey, Chris, nice to see you, Chris. Chris. They also weren't in a black person's body. But what does that matter? Your mind is going to. Well, I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, actually. So 
I, we understood. I think we were kind of going back and forth. I want to move forward. So I get what you're saying. I guess the only answer could be is they're not in their natural environment in terms of they're transplanted to another body. So we would assume they would act a little funny. We'll, we'll, we'll rock with that. So, okay. All right. And, and I think it was intimated that the, the consciousness of the body they're inhibiting is still there. So it seemed like when she was doing that, no, 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 no. It seemed like she was trying to keep the, uh, the, the, the original, the host body's consciousness down. Yeah, there was obviously he, something going on with flashes, that. Because right. yeah, when he flashes it, the, um, Andre Andre comes back and tries to tell him to warn him. So it seems like maybe there, I mean, this is how I take it. It seems like there might be some fight going on internally in the mind because he's the the host body is watching everything that's going on. So maybe there is a fight. So I, that's why I'm more than willing to accept as far as the strange behavior that they're doing. Yeah, I think with the woman, because she doesn't get flashed from I remember. But she no, must she, she must have some internal shit going on because she starts to crack under pressure for whatever reason, which is not explained. Um, but, you know, getting uh, can into, I, uh, go ahead. I, can I just ask one question? Sure. I, 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 and, I, and we can move on from this. But I just this is where I thought the movie was a little bit like you trying to lead me down one path and your logic is not making a lot of sense. I, I contend they were acting strange, even though they were transplanted into new bodies. Their personalities would not change unless they were fighting the subconscious of the person that was the victim. And that guy running at Chris and then just run. He he saw Chris there. And if he didn't want Chris to think something was strange or he didn't want Chris to suspect anything, it seemed like he would have said, hey, man, uh, nice night for a run, isn't it? Oh, I'll catch you later, Chris. Right. But the fact that he just ran right by him, that makes Chris... That makes it more. And why was he running at in the middle of the night? See, I thought it was these were gonna these were people. And I kind of groaned when we got to the auction scene. I was like, okay, they're just hypnotizing black folks and making them slaves. That would have made sense to why these people were acting so strange to me. Because it really is a brilliant, kind of a brilliant uh, reveal. But then I'm like, well, why are they acting so strange? You shouldn't make right. me think that they're strange. Because then it kind of r- ruins the reveal. Okay. You should uh, you should make me think something's wrong until the reveal. Got it. Got it. But yeah, so uh Mark uh Big Sexy is asking to be pulled in just so Okay. You know. Cool. Uh but moving on. So you get to the point where he gets hypnotized and he is dragged onto the floor and all of that shit and then, you know, he wakes up the next morning and it's like, "Well, I had this crazy dream." And then I think it's that's the day of the party. When all the people come. And here is the scene. And then this is sort of, you know, I, you see this a lot. I see this a lot just in, in, in corporate world and business. People come into, they have these different stereotypes and preconceived notions and things. And there was just the one scene where he's uh, in there with his girlfriend and a white lady's like, is it true? Uh, is it better or something like that? <laughs> I'm like, whoa. And I'm looking at him. He just kind of like, again, to me, a very passive aggressive and just kind of goes along to be along. And they're not questioning none of these. I was like, what? At one point, you have to stop them and be like, yo, what the fuck are you saying, man? Like, you can't say that shit to me. Like, I, why? I, I think this kind of reminded me of uh, something Tariq was uh, talking about, how they, they were saying how white women got that kryptonite for angry Negroes. <laughs> 
Because it's just like, because it's just like, every she just come over and rub his, rub his arm and he didn't do nothing. Well, I, well, and again, it seemed, it seemed like, I understand this is a movie that has to set up uh, thrills or to have to set up uh, an atmosphere. But again, why would she do that when she knows that they are trying to keep this shit undercover? And it's just... It's just like another acti- an action that would make someone suspicious and want to leave. Well, well, for me, I think everybody knew he wasn't leaving because there was the only way he could get in and out was uh, was was a car. They were making sure that his phone wasn't wasn't keeping enough a, good enough of a charge. So they probably like you know yeah maybe we 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 are revealing just a little too much, but that nigga ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I think her well, you know, her whole point, I guess, is to keep him there so that everyone gets a chance to see him, so they can bid on him. Like, you know, all the people are coming up to him. You know, and you keep seeing the dad like pointing over there. He is right there. And, but again, I had no idea what the fuck they were doing. But I was just like, man, this they mad funny style. Like, god damn. Like, I know I'm the only brother. And actually, he wasn't the only brother. But I'm like, damn. And then I think he was kind of saw the other brothers like, oh, okay, shit. There's somebody like me. Hey, what's up, man? You, damn, ain't this a trip? And again, homeboy was like, uh, how are you doing? I was like, ah, this nigga here. I was like, okay, he's he's on some other shit. He, he looked like fucking on some John Henry, Tom Sawyer ass dressed nigga. I was like, man, this motherfucker. Listen, once that party started popping off, and the funny, the fuck shit start happening. And when he took that picture of old boy, and he freaked out, <laughs> I would've get the keys. Something's not right. Immediately, like nah, this is this is some crazy shit. Why is my man? He's tripping. Like why is his nose bleeding? And also, I asked, what, what did you guys think of? Uh, I think that was his cousin. Uh, the was a TSA guy. I, I called him. Bootleg T Pain. <laughs> First of all, he was hilarious. Is that T Pain? He was hilarious, but he was actually saying a lot of the shit that I would have probably jokingly been saying. But I mean, he was actually kind of being one hundred with him. Like, what are you doing going out the, there? The voice of the audience. Say it again. He was the voice of the audience. Yes, and he was like, "Man," and you, it was funny. It was interesting because I didn't. I thought they were joking, but now you really pick up, like, the girl, it, like, was the girl really talking to him first? Because remember when he first no, got on the phone I, I in the car? That. I didn't get that at all. I, I got it. It was just a, they were just flirting or. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Was it, was she really just flirting? Because later on, you can see that she actually, that's her job is to get, get, get brothers. And she kind of tries to flip it a little bit when he calls Ask, well, I think she called back. Remember, she called him later, and and she's like, "Oh, you just want to fuck me, don't you?" You know. And I was like, "What?" Yeah. Uh, uh, T Pain, like he he kept calling Chris's phone, and she finally picked up. Oh, okay. But maybe she was actually trying to holler at him or get him in some way. But the other dude more responded or something. It just kind of made me qu- ask that question. Go ahead. Here's a question: What? The dude was not looking like he was in the best shape. What? Who would bid on him? <laughs> uh, well, maybe that's why she didn't go for him. 
Hey, hey, if you 90, I'm just saying, that's better than 90. Well, here I wanted to get into what Ant asked me before about, um, uh, I said it, it, it had sort of a liberal out, the movie. Yes. And, <clears throat> I, you know, listen, I, I don't care what anyone says. A story is a story. A narrative is a narrative. But if it's being directed by a black first-time director... And that trailer makes it clear that this revolves around an interracial coupling. And we see black people in the trailer who look like uh, domestics or they look like they're, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, docile, made to be docile. You, I can't divorce the black, the, the racial uh, undertones of this. So You can't divorce that from anything, Q. We all know this. You. You really? You gonna step in? Don't know what came in shooting, shooting fires. Woo! (laughs) You don't know what the hell I'm talking about. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so what I'm? You made me lose my train of thought. You can't divorce the race from the story. Can't right. All that plays a part into that's. I think that's why uh, we were saying we got to go support this movie, black horror movie. We got to go support this movie. So that plays a part in this. So I thought it was a little bit of a cheat. I understand why. I, I don't. I guess I understand why they did it just as a misdirection. But I thought it was a little bit of a cheat when um, the, the actor's name is Stephen Root. He's the guy who was supposed to get Chris's body. Um, he says that uh, it's not really. It's not that we only go after black people. It's just that black people are are in vogue right now, which I don't know if that's true or not. But I just thought that was a little. I'm like, nah. If you're gonna commit to showing, if you're gonna commit to the marketing of, you got a black director, and it's a, a black horror film, and it's a black lead, an interracial couple. Don't don't try to don't don't do that little cheat in there. So I didn't, make it where you, you're going after it's white folks going after black people strictly. Well, I I don't think they cheated with it, but it makes me think of another thing when you say that because there was one Asian guy there. And he's the one that asked that question about what, you know, how, something like, what, how do you feel? How does the African-American experience feel or something like that? And I made right. me wonder, he was the only non-white person in that area. And I almost wondered, was he uh, another person inside of him? No, I don't. At I one point, they were like, maybe let's try this Asian thing. And now let's jump into something else. Because I was like, how does he get in there? Yeah, that, that's you know kind of deep, though. Because it... Because uh, after the, uh, the screening, um, my boy who was working on the uh, marketing, we, just had, we had a long com- conversation, and he was saying there's a whole lot of Easter eggs and subliminals that you have to watch the film, uh, repeated viewings to really catch some of the stuff that's going on. And that's interesting you bring it up, and I'm like, hmm, is that true or not? I mean, you have no way of knowing, but it, it's, it's odd that there were no other nationalities at all in that position that those people were. Well, I don't know if it's a cheat. It may explain, like, again, your assumption is that this is some sort of black thing. And well, I can understand how you can say that. But I don't know. If, again, I don't know what, you know, the director may not be thinking what you're thinking. That's the other option, too. Well, I mean, I'm just saying we only saw black people being victimized. So the True. Chinese guy, he, w- he was an invited guest. So he was there. To possibly bid. Didn't we see him well, in the no, bidding audience? That's why I said I didn't know if he might have been a white person in him already. So he would still have all the rights as anybody else in there. 
I'm just saying, again, we have no way of knowing. I'm just, that could be a possible thing. And here's the question. So were all the, all of the people, were, I mean, the dad and the mom, were, were none of them related? Uh, they weren't, I mean, I wasn't clear on that either. What do you mean? The, the guy playing the mother, the guy playing, uh, the guy playing the dad, the guy playing the, the mother, the wife. Yeah, from what I gather was there was the grandmother and grandfather. There was the white girl's mother and father. It was her and then the brother. So it was all a family. They were all they, in, yeah. Yeah, they were all a family. And I guess grandma and grandpa, I guess they got too old and they found these new young bodies and transferred them over there. But then when the guy's looking at the TV, there is an older there's an old guy who is the creator of this this technology. That's the, yeah, grandfather. the grandfather. You know, the grandfather what? that was in the running buck. Yeah, I, this is what I think it is. The grandfather, he lost that race. Right. And his son, he, when he says he never got over it. I think what happens is the grandfather raises his son to be that neurosurgeon or whatever so that he could have the skills to do the surgery and he also gets his wife to learn to be a hypnotist to get their people's minds ready to do this and they use the white girl to be bait to get them brothers in there and the boy is the muscle and i think the whole family was is a whole thing that they you know raised and they planned it all out to do like that to me that's how it plays I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and go there, just on my CB. I'm a little, I'm a little bit heated at Jordan Peele that he got this basic looking white girl. <laughs> <laughs> like I whoa, said, whoa. pancake booty and a perm. <laughs> and well, that the show? Yeah, she was Cat, basic looking there too. Cats go for that. <laughs> the fact that she had this basic looking white girl pulling all these brothers <laughs> and then after we get the reveal she's sitting on her bed flip doing a google search for ncaa top prospect <laughs> that was a cold like, piece right there <laughs> I, i'm like oh she really thinks she, she really think her kit kat is like she, that she gonna pull she and i'm just knows. like oh that must have been for the sisters because you know the sisters is gonna eat that one up like uh-huh they do go for these basic looking white chicks over the as fine sisters that one, <laughs> That would have me die. I first thought she was rather attractive myself. <laughs> I, I thought she was attractive. And, um, Jennifer, what's the what's the chick's name? She reminds me of a young um, oh. Sean. Sean, help me out. She reminds me of a young Sean. Oh, oh wow, um, Aniston? No, not Jennifer Aniston. She looks nothing like Jennifer. The woman oh, from um, the woman that played she played uh, a, a mannequin who comes to life with mm. Frank Whaley. Control, huh? Kim Cattrall? The no. mannequin? No. What? Jennifer Connelly. Uh, Jennifer Connelly, that's her. Oof. She oh, wanted okay. to be a young version of her. Hey, I'm not saying I mean, her she's body, ugly. Her body wasn't all that banging. I, I, I kind of see what Ant's saying, though. Like, if you're going after these cats that probably can get the pick of the litter, I, I guess maybe you're thinking. Uh, would, I ain't would, saying would, that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing that in there. If, would they really... Like if you know, and I'm just going by the template of today. If you had the Kim Kardashian type looking chicks and all that, versus you know she was kind of washboard style, <laughs> yeah, would they no, would they true. run to that? But again, you know, cats like what they like, you know. Uh, so exactly. But yeah, uh, when she was looking for the NCAA prospects, I, was, <laughs> I just had to look like this chick really. She was herself. <laughs> she was really. I mean, that was a cold part to me. That whole part where the brother saw, I don't know why that closet door was open. 
I, that was a little kind of corny. I was like, why would they leave but a door they, open? They didn't give a fuck. He was not Maybe they didn't give a fuck. Maybe that's true. And he saw them pictures of other brothers who smashed and who was been up there. I was like, oh, I was see another thing. I would have had the music have been a little different. I'd have had uh, these hoes ain't loyal play underneath <laughs> it. But when he was flipping through the pictures of all the other brothers who had been up there, I was like, damn, but she ran why did he game act, on you, bro. Why did he still continue to act like she was going to give him the keys? He should have. Yeah, he, he should have. Uh, huh? Because he probably was scared. He knew she was. He probably didn't know. He, how can I get out of this shit? But you're right. Why wouldn't he? I would have personally. I would have busted her in her jaw. Exactly. And, and then searched through her purse. She, ha- yeah. she had the keys in her purse. But you got to remember, this dude has been, He's been uh, a subdued Negro all film. True. He so maybe kinda... that wasn't in him until it was life. Well, this actually that was life or death. But he didn't, he... he didn't know he didn't know exactly what type of life or death situation it was. But I'm just saying he was super subdued Negro. When he was walking down those stairs and he saw the family all gathering around, he kept saying, "Give me the keys, please. Give me the keys. Give me the keys." <laughs> What? That passive Just aggressive right motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, well, and the old boy standing there with the, out there. my man with the broom. I'd have been, my man, you better put that fucking broom down before I jam it up your ass, dog. Because I, I don't like your ass anyway. So I'm like, no, you're going to get your we, ass whooped anyway, but give me these fucking keys, man. And my man was, they had him planned. They had it planned, though. It was a cold move because they had them all, the, the dad was in there. What did you ask him? What did you you know, he's playing, what do you think of your destiny? Or whatever the fuck. I was like, <laughs> uh, here we go. And she like, I can't find the keys. I can't. She was playing it to a T, though. Like, I can't find. I wish you, bitch, find the fucking keys. <laughs> if you would have snapped, bitch, where are the keys at? And she like, oh. well, See, that's where the movie fell apart from me. Because like, why is she, why is she taking so long to put on this show? I mean, he's already trying. <laughs> why is she still saying, Did they just fucking with the, the audience? It was fucking with the audience. Yeah, no, what was great was in the screen I was with when it was going through the picture, and the audience was going, Oh, 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 they're like, They're like, Nigga, you. <laughs> and then when they showed the girl, they were like, Damn, she goes both ways. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yep, yep. They were like, She getting them all. So that was, that was the other thing. Why I don't understand why show the guy being abducted at the beginning. And then, because she seemed like she's doing a good job her damn self. Well, she wasn't the only one gathering. That's what they were saying, that he, uh, the brother, they didn't like they didn't like his methods. And they liked the, the, the daughter's methods more. Oh, I missed They mentioned that. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so we were to assume the brother got that other dude out there? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, okay. Yeah. No, no, because remember at the beginning, he, uh, which is funny as hell, too, when uh, he drove by in the Porsche. And then he turned around, and oh boy, it was like, fuck it, I'm just going to turn around and go the other way. No, I know, but I mean, why was he out and there to begin with? That's what I was saying. Like, I don't know. Maybe he maybe. just happened to be driving. He saw a black dude and said, hey, this would be a good one. No, no, why was no, the black guy? Yeah, why was the black guy? Oh, they, thought, oh they mentioned that he was he was seeing somebody out there. Not, but yeah. I don't think he was out where, um, where I, I can't remember the characters. I don't think he was out where the couple went to. I think he was out just in some suburb somewhere. Uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. It, I'm a, I, it, it, again, I, I shouldn't be trying to apply logic at the, in this movie because if you, if you look at it, it makes no sense at all. But it, of course, if you're going to kidnap people, well, it doesn't matter how you get them up there. You're taking their brains out. So, 
I, it didn't make any sense that the guy, I didn't, which I didn't hear this dialogue, but if you say he said, oh, we like her methods better, it makes no sense because her methods take up to four to six months to get someone up to the house. Their methods take, what, two minutes, knock a nigga out and put him in the trunk. So I, it, did, it doesn't yeah. make a lot of logical sense. Agreed, agreed. But, yeah, but she, it makes she, for good. It makes for a good first two acts of a thriller that ultimately fall apart at the end and becomes just every typical thriller, which is why I tend not to see movies like this. Because you you know when someone gets knocked out. Well, that's the genre I mean, too. I mean. Th- these guys, th- these guys, uh, Jordan Peele showed the blood coming out of the dude's head when he got hit with the bocce ball. That was dope. And then, of course, even then, he still comes up at the. <laughs> Well, that's the uh, genre. I mean, yeah. you can't knock I the genre. Know, but it's, it's right, but you don't like the out. genre. We get it. But but that is the genre. So I think it. that's one thing I love about this movie. It picks the horror genre to a degree, thriller, and it sticks with it. It just does it very well, I, I think. Yeah. It doesn't try to be something that's not, which I think would be corny if they did that. So I think it, it plays well. If you like these types of movies, they're going to give it to you, but it's going to give it to you in such a different type of way. But Because everybody go, was saying, but, hit him again, nigga, hit yeah. him again. <laughs> And that's when the movie, when he was like, uh, you know, they capture him and they have him in the basement. What, what do you say? That's where the black mold goes. <laughs> There's a lot of little shit, slick shit they say. But when he's down oh, there. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's down there and he's like figuring out how to, to beat the system or whatever. Again, I was like, I wish they had to change the music. And they just had, uh, and he's like sitting in the chair. I would have had like Chuck voice fight the power power he like, oh, like he getting stronger he's, and i would just had that music just kick in he just rips off man when this when the movie turns and he goes savage man i was like yeah because it wasn't like i thought he was just gonna you know push him or knock him over but now he was killing them people man like that shit was crazy man like he busted that dude's head i was like bust his head wide open but I mean, she was cracked it, okay. open on the ground, and then when he, when the dad, I was like, "You get this motherfucker!" And he stabbed him with the antlers. Cheers! I was like, "Bravo, <laughs> bravo!" And then the Dude, mom, he's all like, that was for the culture. Yep, for the mom, and I thought they was gonna go light on it. Ooh, the people was mad in my theater. <laughs> <laughs> he let her have it. I was like, I forgot. Damn. How did he kill her? Did he stabbed her? Yeah, yeah, sliced her throat. You know what? Uh, a person in the theater yelled, "Bullshit!" Because he, she had stabbed him in his hand. Remember? Yeah, and he kept. And I was like, "Oh, he's hot." Got it. Yeah, I was like, "This nigga is hot." Because he's just like, "Bitch, yeah, got this. You, it don't hurt me." I was like, "Oh, sh-. I was like, rise, black man." <laughs> I mean. You know, the thing is, we black folks always say, you know, when when the killer or the ghost or whatever says, get out, get the fuck out, you get the fuck out of the house. Why was he uh, even with a black lead? It's like, nigga, get out of the house. No, nah, I wanted him to get back. I, nah, when he, I was like, when he hits when he hits the grandma, uh, Georgina, the black woman who's actually the grandmother. I don't give a damn about your mom that got hit. Get the fuck out of there. Uh, well, that was his issue, though. Road. That was his huh? issue. That was his issue, man. He did, he didn't want to feel like he was paralyzed. Really, really. Well, he, that, I mean, they, just, they, they, the whole movie sets it up for that. Huh? The whole movie kind of set sets it up. it up for that. 
I, I know, but you can set up anything, but it has to make sense. I mean, if you just getting stabbed in the in the uh, in the hand, you've been trapped in a tunnel, right. uh, or you've been sunk sunk into a chair into the dark space. You're tied to a chair. They're coming to take your brains out. I'd be like, you know what? Let me handle that issue later. I'm getting the fuck out of here. No, I, I hear what you're saying, but again, I think too, it sets it up, and and fortunately or unfortunately for you, unfortunately, that is the genre for them to do the second sort of thing, to do that thing, because that's the whole point of these types of movies. You scream back, "Why are you not doing this?" Da, da, da. So it, it does all of those, but I feel like it gave him a reason of why he did that. Well, uh, Snoop Snoop agrees with you, Q, because when that part happened, he was like, "Ah, oh, shit, cuz you fucking up. That bitch ain't your mom. Leave her." <laughs> But I will say that white girl was on point. She came out blast, and I was like, she is thorough. Like she on some killer shit. I was like, this bitch is not playing. She had just been eating. That was the cold part. Like I say, when she was sitting there with the bowl of Fruit Loops or whatever, and she was on Google looking for brothers to gank. I was like, on one hand, I tip my hat and said, damn, this mo. They not playing. <laughs> like she running what, gang. What was she? she was listening to uh, Time of My Life too. Oh, that's she from. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Dirty dancing. Yeah, she was cold with it. She's a cold piece of work. I was like, well, I, hey. I, I still. And then real quick, real quick, I'm sorry. But here's where it, it turns into like I was a cheered again when they uh, ran over the grandmother. The white girl was there with the gun. Remind me, where did uh, the grandfather, did he just run over there or what? Yeah, she she said, get him, granddad. That's and right. I was like, the whole audience was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, and now he turned into Barry West. What, what changed his <laughs> thing? Was it just, again, I would have had, that's why I said, I would have had that music, just the sound of it echoed, fight the power. Because he just, he, he, he flipped the script and he got the gun. No, he said, I got this. Right then I knew. I was like, oh. I was like, yeah, yeah Becky, yeah. you fucked up. I was like, you know you <laughs> fucked up right there. He turned that gun on homegirl. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. This is crazy. And then I thought he was like, I thought he was going to say, I got this. You go on, little homie. <laughs> but nah, he was having an internal battle. He turned the gauge on his face and blew his fucking head off. I was like, oh, shit. This shit is crazy. Nigga. Like, that's when I was like, get the fuck out of there. And then you see the, the, the police car come up. And like you, Sean. I was like, yeah. oh, this movie's about to be cold-blooded. Because I was like, here we go. And even the white girl, she knew, she she got on cold quick. <laughs> she, help! I was like, no, they're not doing But then they let it draw out a little bit. And when my brother came out, motherfuckers was cheering in the theaters. Ah, I was like, that's my dog. Yeah. Bravo. Well, that's like, that's a real, real homeboy right there to come out there. But go ahead. But, I mean, but to answer your question, Mike, what happened was, I don't know if you, you saw when he picked up his cell phone, and then when he was fighting with uh, Granddad, he flashed him, and I guess she didn't see that. Oh, that's right. And that's what snapped him back to uh, right. normal. You're right. That is right. 
Go ahead, Sean. You was gonna say something. I, I was uh, little little Ray or whatever his name is. I, I you know, I, and again, this is just a personal thing. I just don't like him. I didn't like him in the Carmichael show, uh, so I didn't like him in this. I I get his purpose. I get I get the humor and whatnot. I I don't know. Just something about him just just rubs me the wrong way. So I you know I I kind of wish they would have maybe cast somebody else in the role. I mean, kind of play the same way he played it but just again it's just and again it's just me just i just don't like that guy for I, I loved he just you talking about the tsa guy he almost stole yeah, the movie yeah. is was he in the episode of atlanta the episode where they were doing a talk show type of thing and he was trying to be a trans racial transgender dude oh no. he, yes that's him isn't it? No, it does look like that. him it does look like him no it wasn't him he's on the he was on the carmichael show though he was the brother on there that show sucked, so I never saw it. Oh, man, that <laughs> but I, I, I think that show, I, I think the movie still, like, if you think about it, <clears throat> you have to, if you, again, if you apply logic, which I know you're not supposed to, all these brothers go missing and nobody notices. So that's why I think if they had stuck to, you know, just the racial politics of it's white folks going after black folks and just made it an all out satire. satire because then you you could have a, a very valid theme that black men, in general, as, as a symbol, some some symbolically, we are missing in this society. And I thought I think if they had not done that, she oh well we just we just have to black people now because y'all guys are in vogue, and kind of giving that out. I think that would have been a strong message to say because you know what I'm saying. Uh, it it could have been. I don't. I, Again, I don't know if that was the point of their movie, but you're... Which well, you, clearly it wasn't. I'm saying it would have been nice. It, it would have been. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could do a lot of different things with movies. I agree with you. But now you made uh, me think of something in the trailer, which I don't know if it was in the movie again. There's a part in the trailer where uh, I don't, Little Ray or whatever his cousin's name was talking to him on the phone. He says, man, brothers go out there and they all come up missing. That don't bother you? But I don't think they actually even put that in the movie. Like, they never addressed that to, to, to Chris. If I'm not mistaken. Well, I'm glad they didn't put that in there. Yeah, it would have kind of threw it off a little bit. Because it was like uh, he sent them. Because, again, there was a part in the movie where he takes a picture of Dre. And then he sends that picture back to his cousin. And his cousin says, oh, that's all. That's homeboy from around the way. Remember him? Such and such. Eileen's cousin. But he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that nigga was from Brooklyn. He's like, man, he over here. He over here sounding real corny right now. Like, how do they? But so he doesn't know, like, oh, there's a whole bunch of brothers that are missing in that area. Proving that all black people do know each other, but that's another story. Well, yeah, that is. Well, I mean, I think that was that was their Martha moment. That was their Martha. <laughs> <laughs> but did y'all? Because uh, this had to get told to me. Did y'all peek the subliminal of how old boy got out of the chair? Picking cotton, oh. damn, that's tight. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I yeah. didn't think of it like that, and yeah. I don't. And I don't think that was some random shit. That's yeah. That's one thing I will say. You have to give the director cat his his real props, man. I mean, he wrote so this, this shit. What's the message there then? Well, it's just a, it's just Dude, picking literally cotton. it's just literally picking yeah. cotton to save yeah. his life. <laughs> so are you saying that the message is? That uh, slavery and picking cotton did save us. I don't. I'm. I'm not getting. Well, that. I, I'm not. I'm not going that deep with. It. I'm just saying that he literally was picking cotton to save his life. 
I don't know if we're going further than that. I'm just. Yeah, it's one of those read into it what you will. Yeah. For you, Q, is that you need to go pick cotton if that's what makes more sense. I I don't catch that, but that's an interesting thought. But yeah, that's that's a, that, he puts a lot of there's a lot of little things in there. That's what I said. It's very interesting. I didn't pick up on that, but now that you mentioned um, it, it's funny. Well, let me ask you this question: the, uh, Chris does ask his friend. I don't what's his name, Ray. Uh, Rod Williams. I, I don't. I don't remember his name in the movie. In the I movie, he's Rod. Name is like oh, Rod or whatever his name is. My man. Yeah. So how how did you find me? I do kind of want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> he was like, "We T S. That's what we do." <laughs> <laughs> now that right there was when I saw. Okay, that that was a classic Key and Peel moment because that that sounded straight like something they would say in the show. Hmm. But I, I, but my thing is again, like he didn't know where his uh where Chris was going. I don't know if they if that if that was kept secret that he didn't know where they were going. See, that's well, I, interesting I, because I, if you look at the part that's cut out of the movie, he does know where he goes. But they don't show that in the movie, so you have to ask what Q is saying. Then how does he know he's up there? Were they, and were they roommates? Oh. They were roommates, right? No, no. He no. was just st- house sitting watching his dog, I guess. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, right. uh, and am sh- I the only one that enjoyed the part when he went to the police station? That's what I was going to say. Shout out to uh, was it Maxine? Yes, from Living Single. Oh, Maxine. <laughs> I Maxine. saw her name in the credits, hey. and I was like, I was like, Maxine can be in this movie. And, and man, she still looks good too. Yeah, she, she, she. You know what's funny is she, she's in a relation, in a relation, interracial relationship as well. That, that, that was no, I, I, heard, I heard that that guy was actually blind. I what? thought that too. Mm, they do I, a comic I, I, together. I know, and uh, someone, I can't. I met the guy. I'm pretty sure I met the guy. He looks white, but I was told by someone in the industry. I couldn't tell you who. I mean, I, I wasn't told directly, but that he's black or at least half black. Okay. Well, I'm just, I, I'm just going off of the looks. I don't know the the racial makeup, but you might be. Oh, well, he I'm looks like a white. The, I'm reading the recap on Wikipedia. I totally forgot that. Yeah, after he, sh- after a granddad, well, uh, saved granddad shot uh, Rose. That uh, Chris walked over there and tried to strangle her to death till the cops came. That was like yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that that was another moment because I was like. He's just gonna let her off. And she she almost tried to. He tried to almost fell into a simp. It seemed like for a second, like, come up and help me. I didn't mean it. I was like, nigga. And then he just tightened her hands around her neck. I was like, damn, they gonna let him do this in the movie? <laughs> I was, again, them people was pissed in the theater. I, was like, I know they mad. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. This ain't what we signed up for. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. this ain't no comedy. Yeah, it's not, is it? <laughs> we the joke. Wait yeah. a minute. Matter of fact, it was too real for them. <laughs> but uh, another thing, uh, sort of outside of the actual movie, but the interesting thing about this movie is it is sitting at 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very rare for any movie to have every reviewer like it. Like That's pretty interesting to me. It's quite How many critics reviewed it on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, I want to say it's over 100, which I don't know oh. if that's the net. You know, if it's if it's usually three hundred or what, but for whatever number it is, statistically, for all of them to like it, I was gonna say if it was only six and they all liked it, then you got a hundred percent. Yeah, no, no definitely even, not even six. In the the uh, TV ad, they show a lot of. I mean, you can't really tell all the publications, but they show a lot of them in there. Yeah, right now, right now it's one hundred and thirty-two reviews. I mean, that's quite impressive 
first time director. Uh, well, I, speaking as a liberal, this that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> you, no one in their right mind is going to say, "Oh, I did not like this movie." I mean, I mean, people will say that, but well, I've seen people. I've right seen people who say they don't Hollywood, like it. Hollywood is not going to say we didn't like this movie. Uh, yeah, they do. They said that about Birth of a Nation. Yeah, true. That's because your boy had rape charges on him. Well, no. The, well, I mean, well, I guess would Hidden Figures be a comparable movie? Yeah. Who said they didn't? What did someone say they didn't like that movie? Well, is it that hundred percent? What? No, I'm saying, is it 100%? That was my original point. A movie that has 100% rating. You're saying it's because they were liberal. I'm saying, do the liberals, did they give Hidden Figures 100%? Hidden Figures is sitting at 92%. The point I'm making is not how much they like it. I'm saying no, they're going to like it overwhelmingly. I'm not saying that, oh, okay. that it's not made about 100% versus 92 oh, or whatever. Right. But okay. It's going to be sitting up there. Oh, okay. Got it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, of course, play, that wasn't my point, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> you're right, Q. <laughs> now that you've explained how explain, it, how do I explain the Medea movies? Yeah, those aren't getting good. Uh, well, those aren't racially feel good movies because uh, because we're a minority. I'm supposing, and even though all of us might like it, it's still not going to make a hundred percent. Now you, you all of us don't even like those movies. Let's move forward. We kind of we kind of getting off of the topic. All right, but yeah, the movie is sitting at a you know, something that's rare for any movie, one hundred percent for a first time director. I wonder if that's one of the if that's ever happened before. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this guy definitely put his stamp down that he is a force to be reckoned with, and I'm very curious to see what he does next. Uh, I don't know. Did they? Did he direct or write that Keenan movie? Was it Keanu? That was called with the cat. Uh, no, he didn't write or direct it. No. Oh, okay. Well, he may have written it, but I, I know he didn't direct it. Got it, got it. I, I, I just, I um, tipped my hat. Even though I, I had problems with it, I thought it was something worth seeing, and I tipped my hat to that brother because, I mean, same with the Russos. Anyone who can go from one style to another and do it like they've been doing it for years, that's that's talent. Well, yeah. you know, I was reading up on him, and he, in the press notes, he, he was saying that that there really isn't a difference between comedy and horror which it's kind of true i don't get that at all i don't i heard, i saw that statement i don't know where he's coming from with that i don't know maybe he's talking about in terms of how to convey a story or how to set up something that somebody could be into because obviously you know to say a joke you have to set it up and it has to be funny and play timing blah 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 maybe to tell a story it still has to you still have to know how to engage the audience and tell something for them to get it, possibly. I'm curious yeah, to see be- what he would do with a different genre. But by his writing alone here and taking the rules of the genre and using it and somewhat flipping it a little bit, you can see a very talented writer. <coughs> so I'd be curious to see what he does with another genre and, and applies his methods to it. Be interesting. And I, and I stand corrected. He co-wrote Keanu, uh, but did not direct it. Mm. Well, bravo to him, man. Uh, I think this movie is great. I'm going to see it again. The, the the backstory on the film is apparently he's had this for like uh, five or six years. Mm. Oh, man, he, he did his thing, man. This is uh, this is a dope one. Uh, go ahead and go ahead and sign him up, Marvel. 
<laughs> nah, nah, he should do DC. Maybe he should do. There you uh, go. Okay, there you go. He should do Cyborg. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> they need some help over there, so maybe they could get him. All right, any last comments on Get Out? Mark, you didn't see Get Out, did you? Or did you? No, I've not seen it yet. Uh, you got to check it out, man. So, Sean, you normally have the the B don't go down there or B get out the house or <laughs> B don't breathe. So this will be, Nick, don't go up in them woods? Yeah, yeah, nigga, don't <laughs> take your ass in the woods. <laughs> I would, or I'm gonna, I, I know I'm going to get, 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 uh, get at, y'all going to get at me for this, but brother, don't mess with that white girl. Hey, right. <laughs> you said. <laughs> I'm curious to hear. I think Ant was. I'm curious to see what uh, black women who uh, have a platform on the social justice warriors what they gonna see say about this movie. Because boy, wouldn't they, they be cheering for this movie? They might. They might even say, see, I told you. <laughs> And, you know, the last part that was hella funny in this movie is at the end when they get in the police car and they're just like, oh, you know, there's a sign. I say, oh, shit. And my man was like, so nigga, I told you don't go over that. I busted out laughing. I was like, sure enough. I mean, if you didn't listen, you wouldn't have never been in this motherfucker. But you wanted to go chase that poon. So. You gotta vet these yeah, when chicks, she was man. there was a scene with her in the bathroom when they first get to the house. She's in the bathroom in her uh, panties and brushing her teeth, and I was like, I was looking at her like, oh, she's got a really pretty face, but damn, give me something. That's what we I were saying. At, I was looking at her up and down like, like a little boy. Turn around, baby. Just let me see if you got an ass or something. <laughs> no back at all. No ass at all. <laughs> you know that's, that's Brian Williams' daughter, right? Who? Brian Williams, the uh, oh, the former, News. yeah, the, the the who? I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. He was on he was on NBC News. He had he made the story up about uh, Dan oh, Rather, or whatever, and got got fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's no, Dan Rather. Dan Rather, no. I he claimed he was in a military excursion or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, hey, shout out to her. She did her thing though. You know. She represented. I've seen press photos of her in, in makeup. Oh, she looks horrible. She looks better. That, that's that's something when you look better without makeup than yeah. with. She looks horrible. She looks like a tranny. Wow. I heard, I heard they got too. they got uh, Ghostbuster style t shirts of her going around. I'm just joking. <laughs> this is a cold movie though. I, I'll give them that much. Definitely a provocative this movie. Mo- go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Do you think this movie will spawn a new genre of horror films or thrillers with blacks as the lead as the protagonists? Mm, I don't know. I doubt it. I don't, I don't know. Because it's it's on to how much has it made? I think it's like ten million so far. Yeah, yeah I heard that it, it was on pace to do twenty eight million. Oh, okay, it'll probably and be number one this week, I would imagine. I heard it only made cost ten million dollars, something around seven to ten million dollars to make. I'm not yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, so, actually, it made uh, said four point five million production uh, as of yesterday is ten million number one. Now, now, Mike, the dude, the lead actor, doesn't he look like he got smaller to you from? Um, I remember mm-hmm. seeing him on Black Mirror, and he looked yoked. And here he looks like he done lost some height, some some muscle. He looks skinny and younger. 
Mm, I don't know, bro. I, I wasn't looking like that, but. Okay, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember, to be honest with you. Uh, he's in, actually, uh, he's going to be in Black Panther, isn't he? I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, he has another, he does have another movie lined up. I can't remember the name of it, but I haven't heard him being in Black Panther. Mm, I'll have to look, but yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he says he was in Kick-Ass too. I don't remember that. Huh? <laughs> Looking at his IMDb page. He's probably one of the um, things that came after the guy. One of the villains. Mm. He has a, he just has, yeah, he's in Black Panther, actually. Yes, he is. He has, uh, he just has one of those sort of, it's not expressionless. Because he has an expression to him, blank. but it's kind of, yeah, I say kind of blank. But he, but he's able to use his face to to convey stuff because again, to me, he doesn't say a lot in some of these scenes. But the, just the look he gives, he just has that go along. At least I'm just saying in this movie, he's like he's that go along type brother. The way they sort of to play him, you know. And it's not until like the movie where he's forced to kind of what the movie plays for you at the very beginning by playing that Donald Glover song. Wait, you know, stay woke. When he just wakes up and he goes savage, he's not the go along brother at that point. I was like, okay. He reminds me of I don't know if y'all remember the character uh, on the Bill on the Cosby Show, Bud. If Bud were to grow up, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who I'm talking about, but okay. No, I, I know I, you're talking I, about yeah, Dion Richmond, dark skinned brother. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I know he's British. Does he? Does he act with his accent? Like, or does? Because I've only seen him in, in this. Or at least I remember. He does him. in Black Mirror. Okay. All right. I mean, he, was only, he was only one segment of Black Mirror is an anthology show. So he was in one. I think it was the first season, second episode. Mm-hmm. He was Black Death and Kiss Kick Ass too so that would mean he was one of the bad guys alright well there you go get out definitely get out and see it let us know what you thought about it very interested uh, good movie I'm gonna check it out again guys you know you know what I would love to see what's that I would love to see a sequel but it's flipped and a white way? person going to a black person that would be interesting <laughs> that would be funny that would be funny I, I'm kind of interested to see where it's a black woman going with her white boyfriend's house and they try to do this. It's called Scandal. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> <Call> scandal. Wow. <laughs> no, it, it, I, it would be interesting if this movie, I don't know if this movie would have been received if it was flipped initially, if, if it was a white person going to a black, it would probably not even be made. No. Because <laughs> they'd be screaming bloody murder. But uh, I would like to see that. <laughs> it would be funny to me. All right. Get out. There you go. Let's flip the script. We're, we're going to talk about a few other little things here. Um, oh. Before we got this about- other thing, I want to talk about Michael Jackson. I mentioned yeah. earlier in one of the other shows, uh, there's a book. It's not necessarily new anymore, but uh, Remember the Time, I think Protecting Michael Jackson. Uh, and since then... Um, a lot of you guys have been hitting me up about this book that you went and got it, but I oh, wanted to give uh, these guys a, talk, a chance to talk about it. Uh, I know Mark, Big Sexy, and uh, Q Storm are 
either finished it or currently reading it. So I'm just curious to hear some of their thoughts about this book, which I think is a fascinating book. And uh, I believe later this year it will be a movie. Q-Storm, what yeah. do you think about this? this thing? I finished it a couple days ago, and it was, I'm going to bust out the vocabulary. It was an engrossing an engrossing listen. Uh, listen. The voice, the voice talent. Was, well, I listened to it too. I, I actually, I would recommend you listen to it personally. But go ahead. Yeah, the voice, the voice talent. They sound like people they just picked up from from Run Away with Ray Ray and them, and it works amazing, amazingly. If you listen to the guy speak, you can go on YouTube and uh, search Bill Whitfield, and they actually talk. They're very well spoken. I mean, they 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 speak like they were educated in Oxford or something. So I just thought it was funny that they get the 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 voice patterns that they use on the um on the audiobook but it 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 i mean it was fascinating i i i only listen to music and stuff like this in the car cuz i don't get distracted but and i was like oh man i was sitting there in the garage another 20 minutes just to, <laughs> just to keep listening but i have to say at the beginning to the middle of the book i these brothers they they had my sympathy they, I was all like behind them, and I've been through not what they go through, but I've been through situations where I was trying to get paid, or I didn't know what the hell was going on, I wasn't sure what my responsibilities were. But I don't know how you felt, Mike. By the end of the book, I was like, "Fuck these dudes, man! Y'all playing <laughs> yourselves! Y'all fucking playing yourselves!" There was one part I actually got upset. I'm like, "Wow, let me calm down. What the fuck?" But they're talking about how they've been tricked. They haven't been paid for like a month or two months. And Michael's got wads of cash and shit. And he's got this suitcase or something full of cash. And they say something like it was during the Christmas time. And, they, and mm-hmm. uh, Bill Whitfield says, um, mm-hmm. well, even though Mike had the money to pay us, I would never think of asking him because that money I knew was for his kids. I'm like, what? So his kids are more important than your kids? Mm-hmm. You, you, you're more concerned about his kids. You left your kids. Mike made you go out to um, Virginia for. He said you're going to be gone for a week. You're gone for two months. Your kids don't see you for two months. You can't buy. You can't buy Christmas presents for your kids uh, uh, without Londell McMillan stepping in and saying, "Oh, here's twenty five hundred dollars," which is chump change if you need to get paid for two months. And you got the nerve to say, "Well, that's for his kids." And I, you know, I was like, you know what? Y'all should have kept that because I, I don't feel I don't feel sorry for you at all right now. I mean, oh, one minute Mike... you're saying Michael was just a regular dude. Well, if he's a regular dude, handle that was one. I was like, handle that shit. Then he was one part where they were talking, sitting, they were pissed at each other, arguing with each other, and they were both thinking when Michael says something like, "Oh," because he they they said <laughs> he says, "Oh, you haven't been paid yet." <laughs> no, Mister Jackson, we haven't. Oh, and he goes and keeps shopping. And they were both like, what the fuck? I want, they both said, and they said this in the book, I wanted to go slap the shit out of that dude. But does, but does Mike, does, does Mike handle the pay? You know, does he, who cares if he does or not? Who cares? He had cash on him at all times. Give me my five. Give me my 2,500. Mike don't handle And we shit. could. Otherwise, I will leave your I will leave your mulatto ass in the store. <laughs> I and I mean at, at some point I was like well, nah, point, I, I was like y'all y'all just playing yourselves and I don't feel sorry for you anymore. I, I get what you're saying 
for sure. Because I was like, because I think there was a thing of like, they Mike sent them to go get the gifts or something. And they, they didn't have no money to even buy their own kids no gifts for Christmas. And it was fucked up because it was like Mike. They had the lights turned out. It, yeah, and it was, it was really fucked up. And I was like, damn, Mike, that's your dudes. But I don't think he, obviously he's on some other shit. So he don't even recognize being out of order like that. But I think the reason why they probably don't walk away and and walk off and burn, because I think on a professional level, this is just, I'm just throwing them a lifeline here. This Michael Jackson's one of the top clients in the world. And if it goes on the books in the security game that you just left Mike out there, Dolo, on your watch, you'll never work in this game again, probably. You probably you think so that's the case if, if, well, if it was shown that they weren't paid for two months? I mean, you, you, you have to sort of you would have to come back and sort of give the explanation why. But probably a lot of doors would be closed for you to even give that explanation. You know what I'm saying? Like you would be blackballed probably. Even, if, even if you were in the right, they don't even want to hear. It. It's Michael and Jackson. Q, to your, and to your point, Q, do you, how many people you think would believe that Michael Jackson didn't pay them guards? They're yeah. like, the, Michael Jackson the, got at, money. At the end there, everyone knew Michael Jackson had financial problems. They knew he was doing 50 fucking shows because he had bills to pay. Everyone knew Michael Jackson had financial problems. That wasn't a secret. Yeah, but I'm just saying they would have, and I'm not, and I'm mad at you. And I think they was told that earlier in the book when that girl was trying to serve them papers and she was cussing at him at the gate, like, you motherfuckers is going to be me later. Watch. You're not going to pay you either. So on one hand, they was seeing the sign. I mean, you saw Randy Jackson, that's his own brother, went super gangster to get his money, but still didn't. So I don't, I mean, I hear you. It's just that, unfortunately, they became exactly what they was guarding him against. Because at the end of okay. the day, they wasn't getting paid either. <laughs> it was some. It was some fuck shit. It was. So 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 wait. So if you're dating a white girl and she takes you up to the house in the wood, get the fuck out. But if you're working with Michael Jackson, yeah, just stay there. Hey, just well, stay there. Hey, this that's a fantasy movie. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, what could possibly? Why would? Why do you think they stayed? Well, they say why they stayed. That, but it, it doesn't make it. You're still playing yourself like a simp. That's all I'm saying. Why, okay, wait, hold on. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. They didn't even approach Michael about, unless he asked, which was I, I can remember maybe three times in the book. Huh? Uh, did Did you get paid? Yes, we got paid. Now, oh, 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 I remember. There's one part where they're doing the ebony shoot, mm. and Mike's like, "Oh, Bill, 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 look what I got! Look what I got!" Oh, Mr. Jackson, thank you, Master. Mr. Jackson, thank you, Master. Mr. Jackson. Stop and they it. open the check. It's half of the pay. pay. I would have bought nigga. <laughs> you wouldn't have said nothing. And lights down. Yeah, you <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jackson, go reach in that fucking briefcase that you know you got with $300 fucking thousand dollars in it. Give me my 2500 right now. Yeah, right. You wouldn't have said that shit. You'd have, you'd have been just like them niggas, so in awe of Michael. I don't know, no, John. John Q. Quick over there might have. Uh, well, there was. They were not. They were not some suckers. With Al Sharpton, Bill Cosby. Not that these these are big stars. Lisa, Lisa. Yeah, but you uh, hadn't been. But the difference, yeah, the difference is you were not with these people for months. Yeah, but you didn't have a relationship with those people. You didn't live. You weren't saying pay me my fucking money to any of them. Yeah, and you never lived with them. They lived with Mike for months or years. How do you know what I'm saying? 
No, but I, here's the thing. Real, real quick, real quick, we'll go to Mark. But the thing too is they had a long relationship with Mike, where they got it was sort of beyond it blurred the lines of professional to personal, and they felt well, they weren't and they, professional, right? But I'm saying they felt a line. They felt like they were responsible for those kids as well, and they say that many times in the book. Like the only reason I'm staying is because of Paris and them kids, and that's what made them simps because they had kids that were sitting well, in the fucking I, I, dark. I agree, but I'm saying that's the reason why they did what they did because they was actually stand up dudes. I do give them props. Because a lot of cats, like you said, would have said, I fucked this. And I might have done that possibly, too. But I can understand why they didn't, because they had been with him for so long. They sort of they didn't just see it as a job. This was like we protect. For, and again, this is Michael Jackson. And obviously he meant a lot to them because they grew up admiring this guy. And now they are in charge of his protection. So they right. took it as a badge to say, you know, Nothing's coming to get to Mike unless they go through me. I'm willing to bust guns for this guy. And I'm watching him with his kids all these years. That's I'm a part of this family. I think that's how they saw it. They, they may have been misguided, but who wouldn't sort of fall into the trappings of that amongst this, the most popular guy in the world that you grew up and idolizing? say that now. Go yeah, ahead. I said after two months of not getting paid, I still have to eat and I still have to feed my son. It wouldn't have taken it would have taken maybe two weeks before I would have said, uh, uh, Mr. Jackson, when are we going to get paid? Well, yeah, you probably would have left, and and then they would have somebody who wouldn't feel like that, which was Bill and these guys, who are the type of guys that stick around through the whole thing, knowing that, oh, he's going to get better. Now, you know, might have been wrong, but they were stand up dudes. I'm not saying that you're not, but I'm saying they just felt like this is bigger. So, I, I'm not saying they were right, but I, I can I understand, understand it. Giving them a, I don't, I don't well, understand how that gets excused. I, I know good and well, Mike, excused. you don't care who you're working with. I'm, I'm saying me. I might not have went through it, but I can understand why they did just based off of the book. I think it was crazy, but I can see why they did it. They got caught. They are enamored with it. They're caught up. They are security guards. Their whole, you know, the honor of protecting somebody and not just cutting and run. And that this is the guy you want to protect is Michael Jackson. Okay. Again, I have to remember who this is we're talking about. It's not just, it ain't Jesse Jackson. It ain't Usher. Well, you give a fuck about these, these, these people at the end of the day. Somebody like Michael Jackson, so, as you can see, there was a, a many of people who gave him shit they would never do for nobody else. You had these uh, Saudi Arabian princes and all these cats because they so admired him, gave him millions. Stay in my mansion. they sued him. They, they, but well, they, after the they fact, said, right. hey, we want our money. Right, but I'm, I'm saying they would have never made those overtures to, to Usher or nobody else. This is Michael Jackson. So you're going to... It's not well, about the overtures, but getting paid, keep, keeping your head in your business. That's what it was about. Well, they eventually got paid too, didn't they? I mean, that's not the I don't, question. I don't know. But my point, maybe I, I would hope they did. Uh, it didn't seem like they did at the book because he passed away. Well, he died. So, I mean, and, and he said, I'm not going to go after Michael for the money if he's dead. He, again, he's a stand up guy. Now, maybe you might have done different. I might have done different. But he says, you know what? Let the bygones be bygones at this point. My man's dead. I'm not going to be leeching. I'm not going to be one of these people trying to sue the estate. That's just not. He didn't get down like that. I respect that. But I don't know if I did it, but I understand. Hey, some cats are like that. But I hear you. So you like the book, though. You you definitely thought it was a great mm-hmm. book. Oh, yeah. But I, I got frustrated at the end. I mean, a man has to be a man, particularly when you have a family. And it doesn't. no one should prevent you from putting food on your family's table. I don't give a damn if it's Jesus Christ. You pay me what I work for. I did a good day's job. Mm-hmm. You pay me my check. 
I respect that. I respect that. I hear you. I hear you. Big Sexy, I don't know if you're done, but what are your thoughts on this book so far? I am not done. I'm about two-thirds and maybe a little more, a little less than three-quarters. Um, a lot of things read from a point, and it is very engrossing, but I have, I have to question the veracity of a couple of things. Uh, one incident about the young lady who tried to serve the papers on the guy saying it would be you one day. Mm-hmm. That can't happen. Okay, that can't happen. A party, mm-hmm. a party cannot act as its own process server. It can be anybody but a party. So for her to go up there and do that herself, that didn't happen. So I don't buy that. Well, are, are you saying own. are you saying that she was she would have been out of order? But that doesn't necessarily mean she didn't go out there to do that. It just made that that paper wouldn't have meant nothing then. It wouldn't have meant squadoosh. Yeah, it would have meant nothing. You saying me as me as a complainant, I can't serve you uh, to appear in court as another party. Like if if you're suing me, you can't serve me. Yes, exactly. It has to be somebody, anybody other than you. Is that the same? Is that wait a minute? Is that the same as in? um, Only reason I ask is because I was going to sue this guy uh, from the summer who was doing that was only doing that academy for inner city academy, who never paid me. And I was told I could serve him papers or I can mount a lawsuit against him. You can, again. But we're talking procedurally here. You can go ahead and file a paperwork and all that. But when it comes to personal service, a party cannot personally serve another party. That's why they have to have process servers or third parties. Okay. That's established. Go ahead. Continue on with uh, what you thought of the book. Um. Joe Jackson driving a PT cruiser is just a visual. It's too funny to me. Um, Randy driving through the gate like a fool. Lucky to get his get his uh, ticket punched. But again, the way these cats acted as bodyguards, they were too quick to put hands on people. You know, <laughs> at the one point when Mike came out in a, in a disguise and they jumped on him, it's like guys, no, no. You know, Mike has had bodyguards around him long enough to know your first response is not, you know, hands on somebody. Can't do that. But he, they found him walking in the, on the grounds. They're Doesn't like, matter. Doesn't matter. You do not run up and just, you know, lay hands on people. You can approach him and be like, hey, man, who are you? And if it goes sideways, it, go, it goes sideways. But the first response is not roll up and play, you know, Lawrence Taylor. These, these, well, I want to. These, these, these were the wrong ones. And I think they sort of say that in the book. At some, they was waiting for somebody to, to run up, Start some shit. so they can yeah, pop they, it they, off. They was probably right. the wrong. And again, they was probably like this. Is Michael Jackson, man, we, we no fuck shit. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get it, even at the I, inkling I, of problems. I don't know. My, I, I don't know if you're coming saying that from a legal standpoint or not. But if someone is in on my grounds, mm-hmm. I'm looking. What, what is that? Um, I think it's national that the the castle theory where you have a right to defend your grounds, no matter not stand your ground. You're I'm talking about defend your property. However, okay. you see fit. so if he, if someone, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, however you see fit. No, let me finish. Just let me finish. If I see someone walking in my yard, I feel like I have every right. And I haven't read everything, you know, and self-defense and, given my particular proclivity as of late, but every, the things I have read is that I can, uh, if someone, if I perceive someone as a threat in my, 
house or on my property, I can brandish and or I can subdue them. First of all, you said the magic phrase that gets people in trouble. I feel that I have every right. You are just taking the law into your own hands. No, you can sub, you can you can brandish, you can subdue. Right. If someone is on your property, yeah. okay, yeah. you can walk up to them. Hey, man, why are you here? You need to leave. Fine. But if your first response is to roll up and, and put hands on them, uh, uh-uh. uh, can't do what that. What do you mean? Wait, stop. Let's stop. Speak. What do you mean? Put hands on. I mean, I'm not talking about, not talking about hitting the guy. I'm talking I about mean tackling him. I mean putting your hands on him in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I don't know about that. And they call me from jail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying uh, what you're saying goes counter to what I to what I've been reading as of late. Okay. I don't know. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, I think Mark might know it. Big sex has ever said on the show. Now where are we? Oh yeah, the body parts. <laughs> well, like I say, it, the old thing. I'd rather. What did what, what did they say? I'd rather be judged by twelve and carried by six. If someone's walking on my property, I don't know what their purpose is. He could pull out on me, and I'm done. All right, there you go. Back to the Michael. <laughs> he said, "Pull out on me." Uh. Now, back to the book. Um, Michael's organization at that time was clearly in disarray. Clearly, you had the people in fighting. Well, don't tell them that we talked about this, and well, I'm going to do this behind Mike's back. So Michael's whole structure was all fucked up because they were saying that back when they were at Neverland, ran like a tight ship. After the trial, and they left Neverland. Now, now we got what we got, and it's all fucked up. Now, the guys, I'm not to the part where they're not getting paid, but you know, your professional courtesy is one thing, but there are other you know things to consider, like the kids, your own kids. Now, anybody's going to wait two months? That's on them. I miss one paycheck, Mike. We got a problem here, man. Now, take that back. I would, I would go to the person who's handing me my check. Who nope. is that person? But that's the problem. Like, nope. Uh-uh. Raymond. They went to Raymond many times. She ran they went gang. to Peter Lopez. <laughs> they went to uh, who was? That'd have been gone. They went to Londell. Londell was hysterical. Londell was cold with it. Y'all got three <laughs> Get the fuck out. Three days, you're done. Londell was. He what was that part where Mike couldn't pay the hotel or something. Hey, Londell, we need another. How much is the bill? He's like, how much is it? Something like 20000 20000 nigga. I ain't paying shit. I was like, this. He I, said, figure it out. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit. You're running my card up. Yeah I, yeah, I was like, he's he cold. He's, hey. I, I, it was kind of sad because I didn't know Mike was in these situations. And I, I had to tip my hat. It was Jesse Jackson. Uh, he put up Mike when he didn't have no place to stay and different people. I was like, damn. I'm like, how's Michael Jackson? Did he put him up or I, thought he just, I just thought he just hosted a birthday party. No, he, when did he put him up? There was a part, I swore there was, Mike didn't have nowhere to stay when he was in New York. And he was like, okay, he can stay at this place for a couple of days. You know, let the I don't kids. Yeah, it was, it was like after that party. Like they didn't have nowhere to go. And the other guys didn't have hotels. Uh, but I was just like, man, like it was just sad to me. And then when you see the "This Is It" situation happening, and I really liked that movie. But after listening to that, it's really hard. I, I felt a certain kind of way. Like, damn, man, like that whole situation was pretty fucked up for him. 
but I mean, he allowed himself to be in these situations. But it was just, it was just sad to me. And then he dies and stuff. I was like, damn, man, all kind of bullshit going on. Oh, the other thing I wanted to bring up. Remember the part Q where he's talking about that chick friend? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she got a book out. Actually, I see. Uh, really? Damn. I kind of want to check it out, kind of, because I was interested. But I was just like, Michael Smash, like, you know, he had a chick, you know, that he kept on the low. And then she, you know, wanted to go to the uh, to the memorial thing and stuff. I was just like, damn, man. Uh, at the end of the day, that book really saddened me, man, because I was just like, it's such a wasted. Like, he did so much, and at the end like that, that's just crazy to me, man. And I think about them kids, and I'm just like, damn. You thing- know, it's funny, because you think about they didn't get paid for a stretch, but one of them is directly responsible for bringing Conrad Murray to the picture, so fuck him. Ooh, what are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, that's true. One of the bodyguards is directly responsible for introducing Conrad Murray to Michael Jackson. Refresh my memory about that. There was Mike, a part early on where Mike yeah, needed some, he was sick or something, and he's yeah. like, let me call this doctor. He's a, he's a doctor that comes out, and it was Conrad Murray. But Mike to his defense, well, he had I, no way of knowing that he was going to be doing any of that bullshit. Yeah, of course not. It wasn't like he was some shady dude at the beginning. I mean, he's never presented that way. No, 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 not at all, not at all. And I'm sure Michael persuaded Conrad. I mean, I'm, I'm not defending Conrad Murray. He should have known better. But as you saw in the book, Michael had a lot of, Michael was manipulative. He had a lot of people doing infighting over him, and he would then step up, step away. He kind of wanted his trump. So he, he influenced a lot of people to do a lot of things. So how are you going to hold the bodyguard response? He would, the bodyguard did what he thought was his job. Let me get a doctor that's going to come in tonight. Now, I don't know if they went into it so much in the book, but I do know those bodyguards testified for the doctor in court, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, what? Someone's hitting the mic. What would you say? They, they they testified in his behalf in court. <laughs> I can't. Whose behalf? The Conrad doctor. Murray? Yeah. I, he mentions that quickly in the book. They don't, they don't really go into what he said, but I mean, I would be kind of curious to, to, to what well, that was all about. That I would say, fuck him. Yeah, that was a little interesting. But again, if he's only telling what he knows, if he don't really know Conrad doing anything, then I'm not. I can't really be mad at that. Oh, I know the part. He, he was saying. I remember the part. He was saying something like, "He doesn't remember Conrad Murray from his estimation being a, around the house that often." He was saying mm-hmm. how he only saw Conrad Murray maybe four or five times. There was nothing funny going on. Mm-hmm. He because he was very surprised about the proper propofol injections and all that stuff. This was Bill Whitfield. Yeah, Bill. Shout out to my man Bill. Damn, man. But, I would say to I would say to Bill, you, you handle your business just like you was complaining about how Mike wasn't handling his. Don't let nobody get you two, three months deep into a uh, lack of a paycheck. That's ridiculous. Yeah. He got caught up. He got caught up. That's, that's what happened. Michael Jackson, say, man. Go ahead. I'm, I'll say one other thing. I think the thing I took away from the book the most was, and man, it did make me sad, was that, I mean, this guy, like like any one of us here, we want to go see a movie. Ah, okay, let's go. Let's just roll. Let's go see that movie. Go grocery shop. I need to pick up some milk. Take your kids to the doctor. Let's go. Michael couldn't do that. And that was, I yeah. mean, we always knew that, but that, it was brought home that this guy, he spent all of his time in his house. Mm-hmm. 
And I think part of that, I'm going to go there. I blame him for part of that because there are a lot of superstars out there that can go out to a certain degree. But Michael shrouded himself in all this mystery and all this bullshit and all this P.T. Barnum crap and the elephant man bones and this and that and planting all this stuff in the in the in the in the newspapers and all this stuff that he made to build up this mystique about himself that made people just crave him more, want to know more about him. Everything about that guy is like he's a prisoner of his own making. I wanted to Sykes say the best. Michael Jackson didn't really die from propofol. He died of too much Michael Jackson. And I think she's I think she's got it right. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I think I just think he him as a person didn't have the proper mental fortitude that sort of quote unquote a healthy person mentally would have to to be able to deal with whatever the situations that they were in. He was, you know, he raised a certain way, been through things at such an early age, missed a lot of interactions that people would have with different things to understand how to deal with situations that he didn't on one hand, his way of being a man was a whole different way. And he didn't really know how to deal with confrontation and do all that. Cause there's people that are super famous, but can still handle themselves. You know what I mean? And I just think that he just doesn't have there's certain things he don't really deal with properly which a lot of us have these different things this is yeah. just elevated on a whole other level but it's still the same kind of right. shit even just going back how he dealt with his finances you take away the fame they ain't got nothing to do with it. you're supposed to handle your business yeah I, and he didn't have that you know what i'm saying like there's that's a you're shame saying he didn't he, have, you're saying he didn't have that but we're talking about the guy who convinced barry gordy to let him perform a song from a rival label on that guy's uh-uh special uh-uh. Yeah, I don't know about this that. Is, that's, that's, that's not how that went down at all. Well, talk to talk to uh, Ta- Randy Tarabarelli then. Well, who is he? No, he convinced Barry of anything. He said, "I'm not doing it unless." Yeah, that's what I mean. That's he. He. The, my point is, is that that the same guy who put his foot down and and was shrewd about that mm-hmm. and was shrewd about getting the Beatles catalog. I can't buy that he's. But he's also shrewd that he don't know where his money's at. And all this fuck shit was going on. He got all these people playing games behind his back. So he's not handling his business. I think that was a someone in the book said, oh, who was it that said that? That uh, Oh, it was Kenny Ortega that said during the This Is It shows that he thought Michael Jackson should be psychologically evaluated. So that's what I'm saying. If, if, that's, if that's the case, it was it was not. It was something external, something not of him. It was, he was suffering through something. Well, that's what I'm saying. He didn't have the mental fortitude to handle these situations. He and does not, you know, what I mean, he's not di- not handling his business. So now he's getting into essentially a high interest loan. <laughs> right? He's like the guy ain't got no credit going to try and buy this buy this dope ass car, and ain't really got the money to handle that shit. He ain't physically. He has to go to work basically. And he's not physically able to do the job to make the money, but he's he, he's almost backing himself in the corner that he has to do this. It, it was tripping me out because at the end of the day, he's doing all of this to go buy a house, which I thought was very interesting. I was like, damn, like he wants to get this big ass mansion. It's really just because he wants to go buy something. I was like, it's a very simple type of shit that a lot of people deal with. 
But he's Michael Jackson. He's on an elevated level. But I was like, God damn, you just want to get some shit. You could have just been good and just been said, fuck the game and go be with my family. And, you know, he has all these assets and different things. But again, he also owned a, owed a lot of money. He didn't want to fight a lot of battles. So he would just pay off and settle all this shit, which he probably shouldn't have been doing, maybe. But I don't know. I just said it was sad that he had to come to that because you would think he's got so much money. Of course, his estate now does have a lot of money, um, but it's sad it had to end like that. Um, but go check out the book. I, I'm very curious to see how this movie plays out. Who's producing it? Is this going to be a theatrical release? or uh... No, this is a Lifetime. <laughs> oh, shit. But I think Susan DePass, or what is it? She's a longtime Motown lady associated with Michael. I think she's a producer. So I, we'll see. It, it might be good. Yeah, it, I don't like when the, label, when the labels produce something; they always skew it a certain way to make them look clearly. Good. And I, I keep reading more and more dirt on Motown. Saying funny, man. But uh, wanted to transition real quick. Um, I got a copy of. Uh, we had Alex Hahn on the show a couple weeks ago or whatever, and uh, his book comes out this week. And I started reading the book, and I will tell you, uh, very interesting read. Uh, to me, you know, and I, you know, a shout out to Podcast Juice and everything that we do here because there's a lot of that in this book and the stuff that came from the show. But I, the great thing I think about this book so far is that Alex has the ability to take all of this information and give it to us in a story uh, and puts it all in sort of order. And right now, there's a lot of stuff in here that I'm reading that I didn't know before. And uh, not to say that it wasn't out there, but I may have missed it. Or there's some of the interviews that he did himself. But I'm still in the early part of Prince. I'm at the uh, part of Prince where he's about to release for you. Oh. Uh, but it goes into his grandfather, great-grandfather, his grandfather, his dad, his mom. Their situation was fascinating. And to look at how they lived their lives and what happened and you see how he lived his man you can see it you can see it from the plantation okay that's how far back it's very interesting uh and how we and what we know of prince Hello? yeah we hear you uh you can see some of the characterizations characterizations that happened literally on the plantation that prince actually was doing from his family and going through his childhood and yeah, we know about this Andre Simone stuff, but there was other couple of people that he was with as well that I wasn't familiar with those stories and his interactions. And, and like Prince was in the football and he, want, he was a football player and stuff like that. It's very interesting. I had no idea. So it's a lot of interesting stuff. And even just the whole period with him and uh, Chris Moon and recording these songs and why he was not in the band with Andre and them anymore for a while and Morris and all that. And, the, and you see the negotiations with the record companies and I just like, whoa, and this cat was 18. And you see everything that he ends up becoming, but you can see where he, the attitude comes from and the mistrust of things and stuff. It's very interesting. Uh, so there's, I'm at that point, but even before you get into that, I think the first prologue part of the book is almost a week to week, day to day period of like when uh, piano on the mic starts to when he dies. And man, 
that's that part was some shit. Like, just to see everything that's going on, and the people, and how Prince was kind of trying to, you know, control the narrative of his situation. You got to go read the book. And I'm still mad early, so I'm not just saying co-signing it because we had him on the show and all that. I'm saying as a, as a real Prince fan, I'm like, yo, this is some good mm-hmm. shit right here. And uh, I would hesitate to say, and I'm not trying to blow him up either, I could easily see them buy this uh, book as the screenplay for a movie because it goes into the parts of Prince. It's almost like you could you could visually see this on the screen, these certain things that sort of were goalpost moments in his earlier, earlier life that play totally into the guy he becomes and his reasons behind why he made these moves. And you see that, like I said, it goes goes into the dad and the mom and that whole life, which to me makes it all makes a lot of sense. The moves that he was making later. So definitely go check that book out. Uh, very interesting read. All right. We got to jump into another topic here. Let me see what time we got. Uh, apologize if we're going long for y'all. But we got to talk about Milo. Hold it. Hold it. <laughs> yes. Before we get into Milo, and I, I you know, was late joining the party, uh, did you talk about Sinead O'Connor yet? No. We're, we're going to have to get into that at another time. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. But uh, Milo... And I hesitate to say his name, Yalamonopolis. Y'all know how I talk, so you know damn well no, I ain't gonna be able to pronounce this shit. Let's call him Milo F. Boy. I can write with that. Now he's been a notorious shit talker, provocateur, provocateur, uh, provocateur. Right? He's he's been out there on the front line of fuckery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, he was a editor at Breitbart. Um, and he's a self-admitted, you know, uh, he's a gay guy. Uh, he's He was banned from Twitter from life because he was one of the people that was going in on uh, Leslie Jones over yep. the uh, Ghostbuster stuff, saying a lot of crazy shit on her. And, you know, and, and I think even locally, he had tried to, I think it was him that may have tried to, maybe it was Richard Spencer. I'm trying to think. I know that he's been trying to, he's been on a speaking tour sometimes and he would go to schools and just shit would pop off because they didn't want to have him talk and stuff like that. I believe that was him. Yeah, it happened at a Berkeley. They had that Berkeley. whole riot and everything. So, and I think that happened here in, in in Seattle. And somebody, it was white on white crime. They shot somebody. Like, it was, you know, like a rap concert or something. But it has surfaced. A uh, video came out where I think he kind of crossed the line. And he started talking about pedophilia and, you know, young boys having sex with grown men and it was like he was co-signing it you know saying like that was like a coming about relationship and it was good for a young man to have an older dude to sort of you know walk him through that shit you know which is wild most people are not going to ride with that (laughs) and so he started you know when we've talked about these types of situations on this show before where cats would get out there and start talking, running their mouth, and they'll say the wrong shit out in the public, and it costs them, you know, it, it stops their career or pretty much just says, you're not going on further than this, you kind of blackball. I think the last one we talked about was it Shirley Caesar. 
She had said some shit on the pure pit, went public. You know, she got black. She got banned. So now we have my man Milo. He's you know he even he quit from the bright bar position and probably got fired. Simon and Schuster. Simon, whoa, what was that? Simon and Schuster was going to put out his book, and it had people had already been saying he shouldn't do it, but now that this came out, they pulled the book. I think he still got two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars signing bonus, so probably could keep that money. Uh, and other things, you know, he's catching hell, and you know, he's he came out and he went on the apology tour. He's trying to present himself as the victim now. Uh, you know, saying that, you know, he didn't mean it like that and this was taken out of context and blah, blah, you know. I say, hold your own nuts. If you're going to be the shit talker, stay the shit talker. You can't dish it and not take it when it gets flipped on you. So you unfortunately don't have a lot of cashier of goodwill. So when you become the subject of the shit talking, don't cry now, playboy. Stand strong and stand your ground, but you must fall on this sword. So you're out of here. He's done. There's no question about that. But what I really wanted to get into today, and I wanted to talk to Q. Bill Maher. Now, I know Bill Maher. (laughs) Here we go. Is uh, Bill Maher had Milo on his show before this incident. And I actually saw this on YouTube. I watched it. But Bill is catching a little heat right now. And I'm curious of what you think about it, because I know that you definitely like the Bill Maher show. And I don't have nothing against Bill Maher personally. Uh, I think he's a a simp for messing with Superhit, but that's his choice. Um, But let me read a little bit and so we can bring everybody up to speed. Uh, Facing scorching backlash for once making light of pedophilia. Bill Maher on Friday defended disgraced alt-right firebrand Milo as a mere provocateur and bashed liberals for supposedly being oversensitive. Uh, It says, since the broadcast, when Milo was on the real-time show, uh, he's uh, he's been repeatedly accused of peddling in racism and sexism, and he was barred from speaking at a conservative event. He lost a book deal. Stuff I said, he got fired. Uh, An apparent attempt to save face Mar Bill Mar on Friday Friday night claimed that people are overreacting to his decision to put Milo on his late night show uh, he says this poor guy was this week lost more jobs than Ohio during the recession wow uh, there was a now I don't know you may have watched this show I guess it came out yesterday but one of his guests on the show uh, asked Bill why did Mar even get the boot in the first place, I guess Bill said, let's not get into that. He's, Milo crossed the line. Uh, and it says, earlier this week, Bill Maher was widely, widely rebuked after it became known that he also once defended pedophilia on his politically incorrect show in 1998, uh, discussing the case of 34-year-old schoolteacher Mary Latreno, which is actually from Seattle, Washington. Laterno, excuse me, Laterno uh, from Washington. She was sentenced to jail after pleading guilty to raping a 12 year old male student, which she actually later went on to marry and have many of his children. But that's a whole other topic. But Bill says Laterno is a is in jail because she is in love. That's how I view it. He says raped. 
come on, how can a woman rape a man? Hmm. Uh, Bill's reps have yet to return a request to comment on these remarks. Uh, he said, after declining to go into detail about Milo getting fired from Breitbart uh, Friday, Mars said that the ex-editor is just a provo- provocateur, whatever, even though he was permanently banned from Twitter. He says this. He says, uh, what do you think about this whole thing where liberals get so upset? Milo is just a provocateur. He's just the little brother who puts the spider in the big sister's tent. That's all he wow. is. That, that's all he is. And this is hurting us. This is why liberals lose elections. Uh, he says the news media lost the trust of the American people because they, they become eyeball chasing clickbait whores. And this is something he tweeted apparently. So I wanted to say, I'm curious because I was kind of like, when I knew that he had Milo on the show, I gave him a pass because I'm like, maybe he just didn't know about that video. Now, that video has been sitting on YouTube since 2015. So apparently a lot of people didn't know about it, except for the 1.9 million subscribers to the Joe Rogan podcast. But that's neither here nor there. Video has come out. But his comments about this is almost seems like, ah, you know, Milo is just a little brother who kind of put the spider on a big sister. You know, it's just like a prank. It ain't that big of a deal. Why y'all tripping? I'm curious. Q, deconstruct this for me. Hello. Q? Q, are you there? Oh. Come on, your man. mic not working, or you can't hear me, or was it's all a coincidence? <laughs> <clears throat> well, somebody else deconstruct this from you. Uh, I, I can say what it is. Bill Maher's a douche, plain and simple. It's, what what bugs me is is that um, he's taking Bill Maher's taking his heat from the left and the right about Milo this past week. And then he gets on his show and, you know, tries to uh, lessen uh, Milo's, uh, what he does and, uh, uh, lessen his impact in pop culture and tries to relieve himself of any guilt because of what people are saying, like, yo, you gave this person a platform. And how does he do that? There's a statement. You can be mad at me for giving Milo a platform, but Donald Trump is a, is the apotheosis of the outright, and the media gave him the biggest platform ever. And I say, uh, pot me kettle, because you're media. He didn't say journalists, reporters. He said media. Bill Maher is media. And I was just on Bill Maher's YouTube page. He has 12 videos that specifically of him specifically talking about Donald Trump. So where do you get off? Pointing at wagging your finger at the media, talking about um, you look what you did. They said, "Oh, you guys got on me, but look what you did with Donald Trump." Pretty much the equivalent of what about black on black crime? And it's like, but well, wait a minute, uh, Mar, you on your show talked about Donald Trump. The media, and I'm assuming he's probably talking about news organizations like the CNN, like 
Time magazine, like uh, the New York Times, NBC, CBS, all of them, um, they're news organizations. How are they? How are you going to wag your finger at them for supposedly giving Donald Trump a platform when what they're doing is covering a presidential election? So are they now? Maybe they did give him a little bit more coverage because it was big business and ratings. However, it is their job to cover the presidential election, to cover a uh, a candidate, to cover a front runner, to cover the nominee, to cover the president-elect. You, on the other hand, you do the satirical, political comedy talk show, and you chose to have these segments talking about Donald Trump. So I just called him out. That's bullshit. And F you. Seriously. F you. You're a douche. I fully, I fully believe you're an Islamic phobic, uh, xenophobic racist. There's a video, seven minutes of him over the past 17 years back to his show on ABC, Politically Incorrect, where he's been going at Muslims. And uh, there's a really great article um, that I found where they're talking about um, why liberals should dump Bill Maher. What they're saying is like, here you are constantly going at Muslims, but yet you never have any... Um, Muslim person or Islamic person on your show to counteract the rhetoric, the hate-filled rhetoric that you keep spewing. And to me, this this is your L, Bill Maher, and you were, sorry to, to quote old boy from uh, uh, Rush Hour, you's a punk bitch for trying to say the news me. What about the news media? Look at what they did with Donald Trump. Yeah, man, it's not looking good for for Bill on this one. Uh, I, I'm curious to why he's jumping in front of this. Like, why you you can't defend on that pedophilia talk? There's just no one's gonna ride with you on that. So I don't. All he had to do was just take the L and say, "Dad, we had him on the show. I would never have him on again," and keep it pushing. Well, he can't because he's been calling liberals and millennials. Uh, sensitive and whatnot, so you know he can't say, "Oh, I had this guy on, and I'll I'll, I'll never uh, get rid of free speech and all that." He 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 just it's that what, what Tariq would say, "I'm white and I say so." That's what he's on. Mm. Man, I, I'm 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 real curious to where Q is at right now, but I'm, I'm gonna let that roll for a minute. Uh, Big sexy, you have any thoughts on this? You know, I'm not a Bill Maher fan. I didn't know a lot about. Uh, Milo, in you know, like you know, I guess like most people, uh, you only hear the more provocative things he had said. I was first ex- I was exposed. I first learned of him. I watched a video of him, um, got last year, where he was on a college campus in Ohio, I believe, and the Black Lives Matter people just showed up and shut him down. And I'm like, well, why they do that? I mean, let I mean, and now let me be real clear on how I say this. All I saw at the time was a flamboyantly gay guy trying to talk, and they would let him talk. I'm like, what does he have to say? Now that I've heard him say other things, it's like, you know what? You need to shut up. And then this thing comes out about, you know, the whole pedophile thing. It's like, dude, you're done. Your your career is over. Now, Bill Maher, on the other hand, his research people should have alerted him to this video. He should have known going in. And he should have called him out on it going in. You know, I don't think Bill is getting heat, or I don't think he should get heat 
just for having him on there. I think he should get the heat for not calling him out on these things and holding his feet to the fire. That's where my problem with it is. You just can't give someone, especially someone who is a self-promoting provocateur and open mic and not call him out on his bullshit. And Bill didn't do that. Yeah, because Milo said a whole lot of slick stuff. And yeah. yeah, I think Bill checked him on one thing. He he, he went at a, he called, a, a, he said, Liz, Leslie Jones looked like a man. And can, can you someone teach her how to spell? Bill didn't say anything. He was like, hmm, okay. Yeah, I mean, my, my whole thing is, too, like, um, when you have a guy like Milo, and let me be clear. Yeah, you have the right to say whatever you want. Now, on one hand, I don't even think he's an American citizen, but I assume these rights are applied to him if he comes over here. No, he's not. Uh, when it, the, when uh, Milo was uh, on, somebody said, oh, you're not a citizen? He's like, man, F you. <laughs> but so, so my, my thing is like, and I'm just looking at it from, you know, the, the business aspect and the game of association. If you have a, even if it's a personal thing, but if you have a multinational corporation, you have to do due diligence if you're going to align yourself with people, particularly if the person you are aligning yourself is very outspoken and for some could be controversial. You know, if you're going to do business with these types of situations, then you got to cover your base. You got to feel like, okay, if we're going to get in bed with this person, let's go do the due diligence and do the homework and make sure that there's no sort of hidden sleeping guns that could come up to bite not only him in the ass, but bite us and bring our shit down. And so my thing is when you have people like, you know, Simon, Simon and Schuster, you know, very reputable book publisher, been around ages, right? Very noted brand. If you going to, okay, we're going to put this guy's book out, you know, so we're, in a sense, we're going to be co-signing the shit he says because we're going to make some money off of this. But my thing is like, well, why don't they have people to go on to Google and stuff to search and say, okay, we already know he talks a lot of shit. That's the only reason why we do a business in the first place. But let's make sure he didn't say something before that, you know, it's not aligned with our brand, right? Because we're putting everything on the table for this. Now, I don't, that's why I don't understand. How do they not know about that video of him talking greasy about doing, you know, having sex with kids, him being a child, having sex with uh, ministers and all this type of funny stuff, let alone sort of the racial shit he be talking and the whole all the other stuff. How do you not know? This stuff is in the background, but you still decide, I'm going to do business with him. Let's break bread. Let's stamp our approval on it. Same thing with Bill Maher. Now, now Bill, to me, he should know these things and call him, like you said, call him out on this stuff. That's what a journalist, to me, would do, a particular, like, his show is a very sort of, you know, confrontational, let me, let me catch you slipping, let me go at you type of stuff. So I, I just question, like, how these companies didn't know about this stuff or did they know about it and was like well probably no one ain't gonna find that because I'm pretty sure Milo knew about it you know doing the research I see that it was a 16 year old girl from Canada who brought this to light now if you are if we're supposed to believe that a child can get on her social media page she doesn't have a whole bunch of followers (laughs) she's not even known 
They actually kept her name out of the media because I don't want her to get shit storm. But this young girl, she's only 16. She's the one that broke this. And you guys have a whole legal team, brand specialists. That's their job to protect the ass, you know, to protect the corporation so that the shareholders don't lose money. But the little child's the one that know about it. I call bullshit because it just doesn't make sense to me. So I really side eye all these people that act like they don't want to do business no more. You just don't want to do business no more because you got caught. Not because you really care about these situations. You just figured out maybe no one's going to see this. It's a better risk reward. I I, I don't know. But I don't really I, I can fault Milo, but Milo's just being Milo. These other corporations getting in bed with them. You got to kind of side eye like, damn, how far would you go? Well, okay, you're not so messing with kids' booty holes. That's where you stop. So I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, it's just kind of funny to me, but that's my opinion, man. Any uh, last words from you, Sean, on this? Nah, I'm, I'm, I don't really follow that, so I wouldn't <laughs> be able to add anything constructive at all. Yeah, it's 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 a wild situation, uh, and you know the other part is he was really outspoken for the alt right, and now all of that type of stuff, and it just puzzles me. Like, man, they they ha- all groups, whatever it is, you have to really be careful of who's going to be a spokesman. I would say the same thing. I'm not putting him in the category, but it would be like Tommy Sotomayor or something. Like, now I'm I'm, I'm a fan of it to some degree. But I know at one, on one hand, if I was a big business, you, you, you're you going to have to question if you're going to co-sign and put him on, you know, like if it was like, yo, let's bring him on and put him on uh, uh, CNN or something. Because, you know, like, well, he's got a whole bunch of video footage of him talking real greasy about a black woman or da 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 Is this what we want to have associated with our situation? Uh It'd be the same way to me. I was just watching uh, the OJ show. You know, we've talked about this last year. It's on Netflix. So I was watching that. And I, you know, I was, got to the part where they were talking about, uh, what's the cop? The racist cop. His name escapes me for the minute. Mark Furman. Mark, Mark Furman. And I'm like, I, Furman? I'm like, how, how, is, how does Fox News have my man on as a commentator? I'm like, you you kind of co-signing with his, his fuckery. Like, if you legitimize him and put him on a platform, and uh, unless they had an episode where, where uh, Bill O'Reilly or somebody grilled his ass about all that racist shit, like, how do you, how do you, you know, this is some weird shit. Like, you're making this dude official, but he's on <gasps> some bullshit. So that makes you kind of look like you're on that bullshit. It'd be the same sort of thing. But, uh, anyway. Yeah, shout out to Milo, man. Uh, <laughs> and did, did anyone catch that he started talking on on that Brian Singer stuff in that interview? Yep, I caught that. <laughs> I was like, wow. That's a whole other lifestyle. <laughs> whole little scene I can't fuck with. <laughs> Blood baths. <laughs> Woo! You want to be in the X-Men movie? Bendo. Uh, I'm good, man. I go, I'm going to be on DC, DC Flicks. Where, where's Zach? Shit. I'm good. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, whew, it got hot in here, I see. 
it got <laughs> hot or or it's technical difficulties. One of us couldn't take it. Man, very telling, very telling. But I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. This technical situation may dip out. I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, moving on. Uh, oh, the Oscars are coming up. Ta-da! Now y'all know how I always. I'm that hater on that stuff, but I know that is an important event, and we want to get into it. Um, I found something today as a Hollywood reporter. And I guess they do this every year. Maybe Sean has heard about this, but it's the, the, brutally, the brutally honest Oscar ballot number four. And I guess this. No, whole, I haven't heard. Oh, okay. So what this reporter does is he goes to an actual, uh, at least this particular year, he has a executive from the Oscar organization. Uh, let's see. He is a member of the 468-member executive branch. Um, so apparently there are 6,687 people who get the vote, but then there's like a, another close-knit version that's an executive branch of voters that's only 468 members. And this particular guy gives his picks for the, the categories. And I thought it was interesting uh, and he also makes a point to say he is not associated with any of the nominees either. But I'm going to give his quick give his quick picks and then we're going to go to Sean and get his thoughts and, and different things. So here's his. And somebody's drinking something. You got glass all in this, the, the mic. It's not, it's not, a, good, talking about. not a good look. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so best picture. He actually picks Moonlight. And he says, uh, I did not see Hacksaw Ridge because I heard it was bloody and living in the era of Trump. I feel like there's enough violence in the world. He says, I also didn't see hidden fences on the advice of someone in my family who told me he did not seem strong enough to be an Oscar. Did he really say hidden fences? Hidden figures. Woo. My bad. I take the L. Grant me my L. I will hold it with pride. I was about to say, like, damn, he'd be being brutally honest. <laughs> that would be harsh. No, I said that. That was a coon in me. All right. Uh, he says, as for the seven I did see, I did not like La La Land. I thought it was, uh, what do you say? Imitative. And I did not think the leads could sing or dance. Uh, I am of an age where I saw 1953's The Bandwagon in 1952's Singing in the Rain. So how could I give this one an award when they never got it. He says, yes, the music is good, but the fact that it got 14 nominations makes me wonder about my colleagues' opinions. I really felt it was a piece Damn. of shit. Damn. Damn. So he kept it funky. Uh, he says, I didn't understand Arrival. <laughs> uh, and he says, I liked Helen Highwater a lot. Jeff Bridges is wonderful. Uh, but he says, my choice was Moonlight. Which is everything I think an Oscar picture should be. Good script, good story, good performances, and about something meaningful. It's not quite the best years of our lives, but it shows what it's like to live in a world where we seem to be disconnected from our families. Uh, He says, I loved it. Uh, I'm a little upset by the line about I didn't see hidden figures on the advice of someone in my family. (laughs) I'm like, wow. He's a regular person. That's how it it doesn't get voted. Well, yeah, this is how I, that's why I'm glad he said that, because this shows you 
that's how they think. I mean, and they they regular people, and they probably not fucking with every movie. Here's so, hey. here's his choices, real quick. Uh, of the five, he says number one, Moonlight. Number two, Lion. And number three, Fences. And he says four or five blanks. They ain't even pick nothing. So uh, essentially, it was like a movie about smart black women. Nah, I don't want to see that. Don't see that. Mm-hmm. Well, he says. Well, yeah, he says he didn't see. He just doesn't think it would be an Oscar contender. But again, he didn't see it either. Best director, uh, he gave it to Barry Jenkins, Moonlight. Uh, and again, he reiterates. He says, "I didn't like La La Land. I can't support Damien Chazelle, whatever." Uh, best actor, Denzel Washington. Uh, says again. He says, "I did not see Hacksaw Ridge, so I cannot vote for Andrew Garfield." And I did not see Captain Fantastic, so I can't vote for Vigo Mortensen. Uh, Ryan Gosling can neither sing nor dance. Casey Affleck gave a very good performance, but I did not like the film well enough. It was just a bit dull. It says Denzel was just perfect as a black man angry at the world that he has not been able to beat. Wow. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a little, I'm a little upset by that. That's got a low-key shape. <laughs> Best Actress. Isabella Herpert, Hoopert, from Ella, Ellie. I don't even know the actress or the movie. L. L. All right. Uh, best supporting actor. I'm gonna butcher my man's name. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Mahershala Ali. I don't know if I got it right. That's, that's that pretty cool? good for you. Actually. That's right. pretty good. Uh, and that's the the brother from uh, Moonlight. Uh, best Supporting Actress, Naomi Harris, also from Moonlight. Interesting. Like, he doesn't this like smart. Really Moonlight. Yeah, he doesn't like smart black women, but he'll take Hilarious. them as uh, crackheads. <laughs> wow. Uh, adapted screenplay. You're guessing Moonlight. Uh, he's writing from when he says Fences was close. Uh, original screenplay. Manchester by the Sea. No. Uh, he says best animated feature was Zootopia. <laughs> no. And then he says, this is interesting, and this is actually a movie I want to see and it's actually playing here locally. Best documentary feature, I Am Not Your Negro, which is the movie about James Baldwin. Um, it's interesting is there a is, uh, uh, Sean could tell me is there a documentary about OJ or something yeah OJ Made in America is the one you're watching on um, no 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 uh, no. I'm watching the people versus OJ is that the same one? Oh, oh, okay okay no 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 it's no 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 the, the oh American the documentary is, I remember this now yeah we, I, uh, uh, ESPN yeah. which I'm trying to understand 30 how, for 30 that one on ESPN yeah yeah I'm trying to say how is that nominated for uh, uh, Academy Award well here's what he oh, says it, this, go ahead because it played theatrically Wow. Here's what he says, though. This is interesting. It gives you a little insight. He says, I did not see 13th or Life animated. animated. He says, I liked OJ. Didn't I watch that on television? And then then it's in parentheses, quotation says, it's quickly as established that the version the voters saw on television was the FX limited series, (laughs) the People versus OJ American Crime Story. So he's even confused of what he saw and what he's voting, yeah, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, so I would discount his. his <laughs> he's an executive member 
of the organization. So it gives you a little insight to what they think about these movies, how much they take it serious or not. Uh, so he he's old and a racist. Got it. <laughs> uh, what other ones could be interesting? Best cinematography he gave to Moonlight. Uh, best costume design, Florence Foster Jenkins. Uh, best film editing, he also gave to Moonlight. Um, best this guy op- didn't obviously didn't like La La Land. He said it, I mean, he said like, it was a piece of shit. He, he, he said it was a piece of shit. Uh, he says oh. best original score goes to Jackie. <laughs> Look at Shy Cupcake. In. <laughs> best I'm original. Cupcake. I'm- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying you can you can you can not like it, right? Because it's not for you. But to say it's a piece of shit, it's it's, it's just not. It's just not a piece of shit. It's it, it's not. So go ahead. Uh, what else? Last one here. Best original song uh, he gave to the animated movie Mona. Moana. 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 And then uh, like best best production design abstained. Uh, best sound editing. Sound mixing, he didn't vote. Animated short, uh, he said Piper. So there you go. Uh, this is the opinions of an elite executive of the voting uh, Oscar club. Who didn't bother to all the movies. Right, which I'd be interesting if, 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 the, if the super executive cat doesn't bother to watch it. I'd be curious if the regular members bother to watch all of them either. With that said, Sean, what are your thoughts on this uh, Hollywood right. well, reporters. I will say I will say this by saying I have not seen Fences. That's the only Best Picture not, uh, nominee. Shame I have on not. you! Shame on you! I will watch it today, my brother. I, I have. I oh, you said Fences. I haven't seen Hidden Figures though. I haven't seen. Well, there you go. Uh, so for this best, why we pitch- can't be great? Pretty much. Uh, so for best picture, I think we. I well, I think you guys know I'm. La La over La La Land, and I, I I just think that it's just the the best picture of, of the year. I mean, it's it's magical. It's it's I don't know. It's just it's just a great film. Uh, wow, man! What? What? Because <laughs> I, I got halfway through it, was just like, what the hell is the hype? Well, you didn't watch the whole thing, so oh, okay. Uh, leave it leave it at that. Um, so La La Land's got it for me. Again, I have not seen Fences, but it's gonna. It would take a lot to knock uh, knock La La Land out of the number one spot. Um, out of out of the others, I would say uh, I really like Lion, and I really like Moonlight, uh, and I, I like Hell or Hell or High Water. But the rest of them, I was eh. Hacksaw Ridge, I don't I don't get that one at all. Uh, Arrival, eh, I don't really get that one either. Uh, um, Hidden Figures, yes, I think that one should be nominated. Although I think the wrong actress was nominated for for uh, an Oscar, but well, well, that's neither here nor there. Uh, okay, so actor in a leading role. Um, again, I have not seen um, I have not seen Captain Fantastic or Fences. So for now, I'm going to say I'm going to say Denzel. I mean, I'm, again, I just know him and know the acting. So it was, it's a toss up between him and, and Gosling, but I think I think Denzel will will probably get it. Hopefully, um, let's see, actress in the leading role. 
I haven't seen a lot of these. I've only seen La La Land. Uh, I haven't seen Elle. I haven't seen Loving. I haven't seen Jackie. I haven't seen Foster Florence, Foster Jenkins. Uh, so I'll exempt from from that. But I would say Emma Stone uh, for for La La Land. Uh, actor in a supporting role. Interesting category. I have seen all of these films. I've seen Moonlight, Hello High Water, Manchester by the Sea, Lion, Nocturnal Animals. Uh, I know the favorite is Marshala. I cannot pronounce his name. Ali from Moonlight. He would probably win it. I, I although I don't agree with the nomination, but I, I, I just I, I thought his role was too minimal. He didn't. He wasn't in it long enough to really make a make an impact. He was good, but I don't. I, I don't think he was Oscar. The Jeff Bridges is playing Jeff Bridges yet again in another movie. Um, so I don't. I think my dark horse for that would be De- Dev Patel for Lion, but I, I doubt it. So I'm gonna go with uh, Marsh- Marshala Ali for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, actors in a supporting role. We've got. Uh, I've seen all of these. We've got Viola Davis for Fences, Naomi Harris for Moonlight, uh, Nicole Kidman for Lion, Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures, uh, Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. I'm gonna go with Octavia. Although I think, um, um, what's her name? Um, Cookie, she may be nominated. I cannot think of her real name for right now. Uh, should have been nominated for her. But again, got to go with uh, who was nominated. So I would definitely say Octavia. Again, I have not seen Fences, so I can't say 100%. But from what I've seen so far, I would say Octavia for, uh, for that one. And let's see, the directing. Uh, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, La La Land, definitely. Um, let's see, what was the other one you said? Uh, uh, oh, writing, uh, adapted screenplay. Uh, we got Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, Moonlight. Uh, I would say uh, Hidden Figures for that one. And original screenplay, again, La La Land for that. Wow. All right. Well, I, I think to to your point about uh, I agree Taraji P Henson should be nominated. Her performance was was really great in Hidden Figures. I loved it, but I just think you know as you would say, it's what the studio campaigned for. Maybe they just really didn't believe they could get the nomination for her and ultimately the win, and they went with the safe pick Octavia Spencer, which is which is a shame because Taraji P Henson owned that film and she does deserve the hell? a nom. What the hell was that? And I think somebody uh, in, a, in a wind tunnel or something. Subways. But I, you know, I at least think that, that you know, looking again, this, this is part of the category that I'm, you know, least uh, able to talk about because I haven't seen half the movies. But you know, I don't know. It, Isabel Rupert L. I mean, I don't even. I mean, I'm you know, I'm into movies, and I've never heard of that, that movie. I've never heard of her. Uh, Ruth Nega for for loving. I know that movie and I know what it is about. So maybe that one's worth it. Uh, Nally Portman. Uh, I don't know. And and then again, Meryl Streep. You know, for her, you know, twenty fifth nomination. She, you know, maybe she's earned it. Maybe she didn't. But I think you know, maybe it's time to get some new blood in there. So I, you know, I think the studio should have definitely at least, you know, maybe at least tried to, you know, to. Get her nominated, you know. If you if you don't get it, you don't get it. But they didn't even try. I don't think so. 
All right. Well, I, I don't haven't... see Mastone winning anything. What you say? So, uh, I, don't see, I don't see Mastone winning anything. I, I think she's got. Yeah, a I don't know. I don't know. Nope. No way. Hey, Moonlight was good, man. All right. Well, there you go. It's the Oscar talk that goes down tomorrow night, Sunday. So I suppose uh, definitely see what's popping out there. Is it Jimmy Kimmel hosting this year? Yes. First time, yes. right? No. Uh, I think it's second. Are you sure? Are you sure, sir? I think so. I think so. All right. I can check. But I sure. So yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I yeah. Like I said, shout out to all the winners, uh, everybody a part of it. It's very interesting to hear the uh, hear one of the insiders as well. Uh, what other movie news quickly? Uh, man, every show, I guess I'm on their nuts uh, and I will take an L for that if I need to. But DC Comics, Warner Brothers, I should say, yeah, has they stay effing uh, up. Well, I don't know. they have uh, finally confirmed that Matt Reeves is directing the Batman movie, or The Batman, starring Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck has also come out and said he's on board and he's good. Let's, let's get this thing popping. So I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up and ready to see what they do with that. Uh, on the heels of that, Warner Brothers has also announced that they're going to do a Nightwing movie. That uh, one baffles me. And uh, the name in the running for that is Chris... McKay, who is the director of the Lego Batman movie, uh, which is, a, have you seen that movie? No, I just saw, you know what, this is me being really, really, really petty, and I'll, I'll own this. <laughs> when I saw the story of uh, that guy, you know, being named at it, they showed the picture of him with, with his little hipster beanie on, hey. and I just want to smack him. Wow, he just don't like the way he looks. No, no, I do not. <laughs> okay, I can respect that. Keeping it real, keeping it one hundred. You just look like a, like somebody you want to smack. Damn, two you times. Like the character of his manhood is in question to you. But I get, I get, I, I see where they're going with it. As far as um, Batman is a hot property, and maybe a Batman adjacent project will do pretty good box office. For me, Nightwing, especially if it's not a character established in a previous film, whether it be Justice League or Batman, I just don't see how this can, how it'll draw a ton of money and at the same time be interesting because uh, I can't think of a Nightwing villain that'll work well for a film. I can't think of any Nightwing villain. Also, I can't think of a Nightwing villain at all. Well, which would open the gate that they can do whatever they, they want to do. Um, Wait, did you say it won't make money? Yeah, it's gonna make money. Like, yeah, I mean, it's DC, it's comic book, it's Batman. Know. Yeah, I mean they yeah, they have a show called Gotham, which I think is ridiculous. But obviously, they must be our breadwinners. They, they keep it going. But you know, I guess they introduce the idea of Robin and Batman be Superman. Um, you know, they show it very quickly. So it'd be interesting to see. You know, I wonder if. Robin will play in the Batman movie or something, and then it transitions into Nightwing because uh, it seems all the movies are connected. So I'm curious to see what they do. I'm not mad at it. Um, I wouldn't have expected it, but uh, on one hand, Batman is 
one of the bigger, if not the biggest movie franchise Warner Brothers has. You know, it's been going on for quite a long time. So probably anything that's decent that's associated with him is probably a no-brainer to put it in a movie. Because um, every Batman movie is a, is, a, is a blockbuster, if I'm not mistaken. All I have to say is uh, uh, he directed um, Let Me In. Uh, the remake of uh, Let the Right One In that was uh, yeah. back in 2008 and yeah that movie was fantastic yeah it was good yeah it was fa- so I, I'm 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 all on board for that actually and that's I, all you needed to say I didn't know that was the same guy it's interesting that he went from that to the Lego movie uh, Batman well, movie but hey I guess he's a, he must be a very talented guy if he can handle a super effects CG movie and then handle a horror movie I'd be curious to see what he does with Batman Wow, yeah, I'm definitely okay. not going to knock them getting him for the director as Lego Batman for what it is was a good movie and was hella funny. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, wait and see, as, as Sean says. Um, that just reminds me, I, I watched uh, Doctor Strange for the second time last night. Hadn't seen it since the theater. It's a good movie. But? It's, it's just not on the level... You know, I, I guess I put it up there with the Ant Man and stuff. You know, Ooh. when I think well, it's not a bad movie, it's just that I uh, it just it's seemed like there, there was more they should have shown or something. And it was like this is a Marvel movie. It just seems so disconnected from the other stuff. And I some of it uh, the second time kind of got boring to me. <clears throat> just are, you, term- are you getting superhero fatigue? Oh no, not at all. Not at all. Anything that's dope. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, it's just that that movie just, you know, it didn't have all all of that it needed to have. It seemed to move too fast, and he just became Doctor Strange, and I didn't feel like he really earned it or something. But that may be his original origin, too, so I'm not knocking it for that. But it's no, it's not Civil, not Captain America Civil War or, you know. Oh, some, no, no, no. Some no. of the other ones. But it's not a bad movie either, but. I was like, man, they can do a lot better. I'm curious to see what he does next, though. Like in the Avengers or whatever, you know. I think he's. I think the character was good, and everybody acting in it, I thought was good. It's just, I, I was like, yeah, this is all right. I don't think I'll watch it again. But uh, I'm very curious to see what they got next. I think there was a uh, there's a uh, Phase Three, you know, mini sort of. Uh, documentary reel going around that you know really showing what Marvel's got coming next and just kind of getting you hyped for it and I, I'm really hyped to see where they go with this new Avengers movie that they're making because I just think it's going to be I can't even imagine like how what, what it's going to be about and how they're going to pull it off with all these different characters it just seems very I'm very excited to see what they do you know but uh, anything else you guys want to bring up before we get out of here Nope. Uh, oh. We seem to have lost Q, but other than that. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll deal with that later. But I don't know what happened to that, bro. <laughs> uh, I'll say this Netflix is coming for that ass. You got Iron Fist. You got The Get Down coming. You got House of Cards coming. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a hell of a spring. You know, I've seen the Iron Fist you know, trailer. I don't like the casting. What I'm, I'm saying that. Because the guy again, what's with that beard? Danny Rand does not look like a homeless person. You know, clean him up and make him Danny Rand properly. 
Yeah, I'm not very excited to watch it, to be honest with you, but I will watch it. But no, I'll watch, but we'll see. Yeah, of all the ones that they've had, this one looks the least interesting to me, for whatever reason. Well, to, I think it looks the least interesting to me because he's the furthest away from, you know, the character visually. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah, I can see that. Now, you know, people could say that about Luke Cage, but Luke Cage hasn't been wearing the uh, that's a yellow shirt and, and tiara for, what, 30 years? True. So they got Luke good. You know, they got Jessica Jones. I got Daredevil pretty good. This one, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, we will see. Uh, just reminded me of something else. And I, ah, I just forgot about it. God damn it. <laughs> oh, uh, movies that are coming soon. The Logan movie uh, yes. comes. Is that next week? Next week. And, and I'm going to day one dollar on that one. Okay, yeah. The reviews on that have been phenomenal so far. Uh, so I cannot wait to see this movie, man. I'm all over that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there you go. All right. Well, we're about to get up. Oh, well, one last, oh, sure, one last thing I want to say. Can people on the left and the right please take, I say, about ten minutes to actually read the United States Constitution, and in particular the First Amendment? Because you people come off like you dumbasses. Yes, I, I've read it. Yes, you people. You people. Why, why are they this dumbasses? Is, this is in relation to. Uh, yesterday, it was revealed that um, the Trump administration barred or didn't allow access to certain media outlets when he had a off the record uh, press brief. When they had an off the record press briefing, they're like, "Don't uh, fight for the First Amendment. This is a First Amendment violation. This is a affront to freedom of speech. Freedom of speech, First Amendment." And I'm just like, "Shut up!" It's like, "Shut up!" Because last, because unless something's changed. And and I woke up today, this morning, and Donald Trump and his administration put out an executive order that uh, is going to stop all those organizations from printing a newspaper or accessing their website. Then no, it's not. It's like unless I've I haven't heard I haven't seen any news report. None of those people were were rounded up by uh, the National Guard or the military or any federal uh, um, officers. And thrown into jail for what they've did, said or done about the uh, Trump administration. So I'm just like, people, please shut up. Get the small things right. There's a lot to hate about Trump and administration, but damn it, get the small things right. Read the First Amendment. Stop looking stupid on Twitter. Well, uh, now, now didn't Trump and them say that uh, reporters shouldn't report something if they can't name the sources? Is that one of the things? Admittedly, yes, that's. But then it's funny, like when you say that, and then you have an off the record (laughs) press thing. Like, I mean, then they can't. I mean, then you wouldn't be able to name you. It's like you can't have something that unless you can name the person. But then you ask for a something that's off the record where they can't name the person. Like, I don't, I don't know, it just sounds funny to me, but... I, I've never been a fan of the confidential informant myself because that gives, you know, an unscrupulous person in journalism, and yes, they do exist, you know, free reign to write anything they want and hide behind a supposed confidential source. True, yeah, but it also would protect the person who may catch shit or may even get killed for something they say. 
and also true. So it's like, which way do you want to do it? But I don't know. Then it's like, well, if, if the if the guy from the top says that, then he turns around and wants to have something off the record. Then it seems kind of contradiction. Like, well, you just said we can't, we shouldn't talk about stuff that they can't put a name to. But you want to talk off? You don't want to put your name to what you're going to tell me. Eh. I don't. But hey, you know what? I'm just sitting back and watching all this bullshit go down. It's like it's very, it's very interesting. But uh, we'll see. Another how thing that I'll, <clears throat> another thing I'll say is, uh, you know, the left Democrats. I'm like, you guys been on the clock since November eighth, and I ain't seen their freaking organization going on. Um, when Obama was elected by. April 15th, tax day, the Tea Party was organized and had their first march organized. and protest. And I'm just like, whatever, man. And I'm just saying, <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, you guys are, you guys are in your chicken little mode. The sky is falling. We're about to have a nuclear holocaust. Um, the, the, uh, the, the second coming of the Nazis is here. We need to take back our country. And I'm like, well, what, what, what the fuck are y'all doing? Seriously, what are y'all doing? Where's the rally at? Well, waiting on you to start it, sir. All right. Uh, lastly, we're not going to end it on that. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, quickly. Uh, it says an EA employee teases Uh-oh. Star Wars Battlefront 2 trailer. Uh, somebody want to tell me what's going on? I don't know nothing, <laughs> man. Oh, God damn it. That wasn't me. They just been it. I ain't in it. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, I don't think you guys have anything to, to do with this one, but uh, for my gamers out there, I uh, believe this weekend they're doing an open beta for Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Man, I loaded that up the other night. Got on for about an hour or so. This shit is kind of dope, man. It's an open world game. And you play uh, like this elite, you know, strike force type of thing. But you're on this like, it's like you're in Mexico or something where it's just all these drug havens and uh, you know, drug cartels. And you just go on different missions. It's a, it's a team of people. So you play with four other people and it's just an open world and you can go on these missions and you got to like sneak into the compound and take out, you know, all the cats and get this stuff. And you got vehicles on land and on the air. And it's pretty fun, man. I was, like, kind of shocked. Like, I really was liking this game. I might actually go ahead and buy it. I think it comes out in a couple weeks. But it's dope, man. Uh, yeah, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Check that out, man. Uh, if if you want to get in, you know, OG Bobby Johnson 2 on the Xbox. Well, man. I'm embarrassed to say that on my... Uh Xbox 360. I'm, I'm playing old school Doom 2, and I'm stuck on level 29. Damn. 360, huh? You got the Xbox One? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got the X- Xbox One, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I got you. I got the Xbox One S because it's supposed to stream in high resolution oh, or something like that. Yeah, 4K. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, yeah. Uh, and the, and the, the open beta is free, so you download it and get it on for free. I think it lasts this weekend. Um, uh, uh, other big games coming out. Oh, uh, <clears throat> Mass Effect, Andromeda. 
So we're waiting on that one. And uh, yeah, man. So anyway, let's get up out of here. Go see, get out. Go enjoy your world. Stay out your feelings. And uh, <laughs> just do what you do. Uh, Big Sexy, where can they find you online? Oh, shit. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Same places as always. Uh, Twitter, Big Sexy and Sack. Facebook, Mark Wiggins. All right. Get well, sir. Sound like you dealing with something over there. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting slowly back to the land of the living. All right. Sean Hill, where can they find you? All right. You can find me on Twitter at Hill Street Views, Facebook, Sean Hill, and Real Movie Talk. And finally, the long dormant blog, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com is back. You can find a review, you can find a review of uh, Get Out currently. And next week, I'll have a review of Kong Skull Island. So check them out. All right. And Pooh, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, uh, at Pooh. And taking on all comers. Where you at? Okay. Oh, there you go. okay. All right. And you can find me uh, at podcastjuice.net. Also, you can find uh, find me on Twitter at, at mdean. And uh, if you want to email me, uh, it's michael at podcastjuice.net. With that, we will see you next time. Peace, work like a job.